Oh my god, dude. We are drinking fucking white claws. Claws. Woo! Uh, what did I say? Crushing claws and flapping jaws. Crushing claws, claws and flapping jaws. It's because it's usually usually There's sipping no shots and sharing thoughts. <laughs> but now it's crushing claws His and flapping jaws. House. Turns out the marketing guy knows how to spin that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank everybody. Uh, thank you all. Thank everybody. Thank anyone you know. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning into Libations for Everyone. Yeah. We are uh, we're we're going slightly off script here uh, because we have an amazing guest who threw a little bit of a curveball for our beverages. So <laughs> this evening we will not be. Sipping shots. We will be sharing thoughts. Instead, we are going to be fucking crushing claws. Well, I'm going to share this to social media because if it seems like we're taking a shortcut, this cooler is this Arctic cooler is yeah. full to the rim with white claws. It's actually amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is the most beautiful sight I've seen all season. Before, oh, so good. Before I introduce our guest, I just have to tell you that uh, there we've talked on the show before about um, how sad it is when people like gender drinks and people are like, Oh, that's a chick drink. And that's like a dude drink and whatever. And I, I really truly believe that. But of course, as I was running into the second liquor store, because the first liquor store I went to had zero white claws because the truck had not arrived yet. Oh, and this was apparently a thing that he had been asked about already. Cause he gave me that really like claw shortage. <sighs> yeah. It's the truck's not here yet, man. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't yeah. know how many people have asked you that <laughs> right. to get you to the point where you're giving an exasperated sigh. But uh, I apologize. Someone had a reaction. So liquor store number two, I'm just trying to run in and run out so we can get here and get all set up before you arrive. And of course, I run into a longtime, longtime bartending oh. friend. And he's right in front of me. And he turns around. He's like, come on, man. What's up? Holy shit. I haven't seen you in forever. We should hang. And he just, his eyes went down and he goes... 18 White Claws, huh? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what? We're getting weird tonight. Like, that's all I can say. I got to go with it. Oh, he's a bartender. He knows about White Claws. He knows. <laughs> I mean, I still, I still 100% believe that these really caught on because everybody in the beer industry drank mm-hmm. seltzers while they were pouring beer at beer festivals. Yeah. Because it's hot. It's exhausting. And all making of... sales runs and just being sick of drinking beers. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can only take... No matter how well it's crafted, you can only take so much, like, you know, 100 IBUs and seven and a half, nine and a half percent. It's such an assault on your taste buds for hour after hour after hour, especially when you're in the sun. What you want is something refreshing. Or just bloat. <laughs> yeah, bloat. Yeah. I feel like Real. because I always exist in a state of bloat, that that's not as big of a thing. Uh, I can be puffy or not puffy and it still works. But I understand that that is a thing, too. Yeah, uh, it is. But before we go any farther, we should really in, uh, introduce you to the incredible voice that you're already hearing right now. Uh, who's that girl? Who's the girl? Uh, <laughs> please, would you be kind enough to introduce yourself and uh, let everybody know what you're up to right now? I'm Kat Perkins. Yeah! It's so weird to say. Like I, I had to say that so many times yeah. over the past five years. I'm Kat Perkins, and <laughs> I'm... A singer-songwriter out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I was on The Voice season six, Team Adam, twenty fourteen, and now I just um, I do singing still and definitely not just speaking like and- I, as somebody who has seen you sing. There is no I just <laughs> sing about that. Well, you put on I, a fucking show. Well, thanks. I mean, I try. I, you know, it's been a weird two years, but. We're kind of back at work now, and I'm touring again Hell for the yeah. first time. Right. Uh, and I think I got older. I mean, as everyone did. But mm. I forgot how much work tour is. <laughs> and yeah. I sit with you on my only day off for the next, well, till January 1st, basically. And 
Um, I'm tired already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of being on tour right now, um, as people are listening to this, I want to kind of start it by letting them know that they do have an opportunity to come see you. Yes, please. What do you have? What do you got coming up here? Man, we are going to be at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, which is called the Fireside Theater inside of that um, complex. And we are doing uh, North Country Christmas featuring Cat Perkins, December 16, 17, and two shows on the 18th. And that will be our finale in Minnesota, basically. And then sure. we have a couple more outside of that. But um, that is the big deal when, we're com- when we come back. We're- Otherwise, we're in Iowa, unless if you want to come down there or Wisconsin. But... I love cool. that theater that you're performing in. It has such a warm sound to it. Oh, it's amazing. Like, it's kind of one of those, like, performer's dreams. Even it is. though I've never performed on that stage, but sitting there listening to it, that room is, like, built for everything to sound rich yeah. and, and beautiful. Not only that, but it's, like, wooden rafters, and they have Christmas decorations in there. So when I write my Christmas show every year, like, that is the theater that I have in mind. Hell yeah. it just feels like a cabin or feels like Christmas. It's yeah. just very festive. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and as that. somebody who DJed for five years at a Northwoods cabin themed nightclub, <laughs> oh, let me tell you, that's right up my fucking alley. Yay! <laughs> I every time I think about, like, I just want to know how that pitch went. <laughs> like, we're gonna do a nightclub, okay? Uh, but we're gonna make it we're look gonna, like a cabin. Make it a cabin. <laughs> I mean, I would be in. I love that that's feeling. So. so, if people are coming to the show, like, what? Give them an idea of what they're gonna get. Like, what are do you? Ready what do you have going this? on? Yeah, let's do it. Because, um, you know, this is my chance to sort of let it all out. And um, you get singing, you get dancing. Uh, My dad tours with us, so he tells embarrassing stories about me. We both play the French horn, so we we get that out at some point. We tap dance, um, and we tell stories and sing Christmas songs. And then um, I sneak in a couple of original tunes as well. So, like, it's just... It's kind of like everything in one. That sounds fun. That's I know it's weird to like cool ass variety say it, show. But yeah. that's what no, that sounds fun. That's, that's... I grew up on like you know uh, hee haw and mm. all these different variety shows around the Christmas season. So I think that was always in my head. Sure. And now I'm living it. So because uh, <laughs> our questions are always so all over all over the place on this show. So uh, I I do just want to ask like did you. So, obviously, your father's a musician. Yeah. Uh, did you grow up kind of following in his footsteps? Did yeah. you do your own thing and then come back together? No, 100%. Or, okay. He's always been my hero. He was in a band called Young Imagination. Oh. I should never say he was in a band. He founded the band, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Young Imagination. Mm-hmm. He had hair as long as mine. Mm-hmm. Um, toured until I was basically born. Um, so, he's always been my hero. And I didn't know him as a touring musician, but... I've known him as a bass player, singer, horn player, and then teacher for the rest of his life. Um, cool. Yeah, so I never got to perform with him until I was my, a teenager, basically, in my first band. But now bringing it back around, now he's retired, he's got time, he lives in Minnesota now where I live. So we've been doing this for the last five years. He's been on the road with us for the last five years. Oh, that's fun. That's awesome. What else does he play Besides French trumpet, horn. French horn, and then in the show he plays auto harp. A little, oh, cool. I know he's he's a little June Carter Cash yeah. in that moment. <laughs> you said he plays bass, uh, tambo, and then he plays bass. Yeah. Um, he, he plays. Oh my god, he plays the xylophone at some point. I mean, this guy just uh, rolls around the whole thing. Oh my god, that's wild. And I love that so, so much. Plus, oh. he, he gets to embarrass me, which I think is his favorite part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, Wild child growing up, were were you a, a good kid, Oof. 
Where do, where do the embarrassing yeah. stories come from? Yeah, the embarrassing stories come from um, just diva moments as like Christmas time. Um, <laughs> but I was a good kid. So he actually, he has to reach a lot. And we talked about it this year again. I'm like, I'm sorry I was such a good kid. So you don't, like you have to reach really hard. Yeah. One year, we actually told a story about my sister. I have an older sister who was the bad kid. And then okay. he just pretended yeah. like it was me for... <laughs> for like the story effect and yeah, it's, the yeah. show it effect. just makes a better story <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so she was the naughty one i was actually the really good one so um yeah it's <laughs> but this year he tells a story about how i had my own fashion and it's really true and that yeah. was the most true like my mom was embarrassed to take me out especially around the holidays give, give like me an idea of style yeah. oh saying? god i mean Please. i would wear like leggings and then a quilted uh. dress or make something into a dress and then a spider-man um cap like it was like one of those you know face masks yeah and just i would just wear that like night and day okay. how, how how old are we in this story oh man age Three, four to like okay. six. That could have been a lot weirder. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like literally picturing like like fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> I was like, dude, you were so fucking cool. I mean, nothing really changed. I was on the edge of my seat, like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you are wearing hands down the coolest shirt that yeah, I have I seen in one. quite a while. This is my it first is, time wearing this one. It is a uh, a very a very nice light pink, and yeah. then in pastel colors, <laughs> it says "Don't be a dick." Don't be a dick. In That's alternating a colors for the letters, That's which a reminder. Absolutely. Tis the season. All the time. It's yeah, always the, the time. season <laughs> to not be a dick. I boots. I have to remind myself of that all the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got the matching pink boots to so don't be a dick. It's I thought it was appropriate for tonight. So. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I love everything about that. Uh, well, we've cracked some claws, so yeah. I figure since we're doing it a little bit differently, I feel like we should all take a, a good healthy pull and then uh, and then maybe jump into that. Cheers. Yeah. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Do you know that I first tried a white claw in 2014? Can we just absorb wow. that for a second? You were you were you were before the wave. Yeah. Before way before the wave. In fact, I feel like it went away and then all of a sudden and came then back. It, and then it like fully emerged. Fully emerged. Okay. But yeah. I was on the West I, Coast. And then Oh, okay. Now if you go to the West Coast, it's very hard to find mm-hmm. now. So I don't know what happened there. It moved have, here. Have you tried Topo Chico's seltzers, hard no. seltzers yet? So the There's best, hardly a seltzer I haven't tried, but... So Topo Chico makes the best seltzer water on earth. It's got more bubbles to it. No I, I absolutely love it. I swear by it. I buy it in glass bottles. We have some in our fridge at home right now. When, we were, when my wife and I were in Florida last time, we walked into the liquor store, and in the seltzer case, all up the middle, was hard seltzers made by them. No and way. I'm so in love. They're so absolutely fucking Putting good. it on my list? Nice. I mean, seriously, it. there's like... There's not one that I haven't tried, but now there's one. So they have them on the West Coast. They have them in the South, and they're making their way up the Eastern Seaboard right now. Fantastic. So as you travel, look I'll for them. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Yeah, I was wondering if I'd seen them locally. I might have just been somewhere I was traveling, but I thought I may have seen them locally. Uh, as far as I know, they don't have a distribution partner here, but that could Got have it. changed in the last month. Okay. Uh, so they could be popping up. I hope they do, because it literally... they're. Their pineapple tastes like you just ate a piece of pineapple. Oh, man. Mm. And then the most screwed. refreshing sunwater. It's so, so they're at the top of your list. Tis. Top of your list. Top of your list. Chico. Right. 
I I we've we've talked about this a little bit before, but Kat, I kind of fell in love with uh, White Claws because uh, as a performer, people always want to buy you drinks. Yes, and so I started drinking vodka sodas with a lime. Same. So that if I wanted to switch to soda water, I could do that, and then people wouldn't know. Okay, we have the same. Trick. Yep. The Gibson. Yeah. The Gibson. Because you just yeah. look like you have a drink and then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I would never be able to function. Yes. Correct. And so when somebody was like, "Oh, but we could put them in cans," <laughs> I don't. I don't quite get ordering it at a bar. But like yeah. when you're at a barbecue or you're out of the boat or you're yeah. doing something active, it's really nice to have Truth. like a sealed container that you can just crack into, and it's basically the same thing. Very true. And it hits all the same notes. So it wasn't hard for me to, to like make that jump. Yeah. Like, oh, same. I already do this all the time. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> I fucking love these. Yeah, me but too. Let's get to the question. Mr. Charles. Let's do it. Question number one. Uh, it's celebratory meal season. Oh. I know you're on the road a lot, but oh, presuming God. that you're home sometimes for holidays. Yeah. Uh, where do you land on leftovers? How do you feel about leftovers? Oh, my God. Are you ready? Let's do it. Very. I fucking hate leftovers. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I love it. Hot I, take. Beautiful. I just, and I think it's like one of those things where like, name something everyone else loves that you hate, right? It's fucking leftovers. Like, I I have a very limited I'm glad I asked this question. Yeah. This. I'm very passionate because it yeah. just happened to me over Thanksgiving. It and always, I was like, it's, it's the number over. one leftover yeah. holiday. Exactly. And I was like, well, this is over because I, I can't do it. I take them over to my neighbors. Uh, <laughs> But I have one. I have one. I have one that I will do. Okay. Which is mac and cheese. I was gonna guess mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. In my head, cheese. I said mac and cheese. Okay. It's kind of like the only, and it doesn't matter what brand. Um, noodles has a great leftover. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Mac and do you? Is it because you love mac and cheese that much, or is it because it's a different food but still really good when it's cold the next day? I think it tastes completely different yeah. the next day. Right. I mean, like it's right? a new so food. It's like new. It's sure. different. I, I love it hot as well. Like I just did it this week. And then the next day it was like, oh, it's going to be a new experience. Mm-hmm. And you can do it cold. Sure. Or you can warm it up. And it will taste different no matter what. Like seriously, no matter what brand. Totally I don't care agree. if I home make it. Or if it's like Annie's, or if it's from right, right. noodles, like not, it's always different. So that's my only exception. Fuck leftovers on the Man, list. okay, that's wild. Yeah. But you, Weird, but like looking at Thanksgiving that. specifically, like you like all of the foods. I do. You just want them on that first run, He's done with, and then you're first solid. run, and that's it. Like, Ugh. and it's yeah. it's so sad to me because there's so many leftovers the next day. My mom tries uh-huh. to send me home with like everything, and I just. I That's what can't happens. do it. Man. It's so weird. But I don't know. I also have a cat, so he'll eat the turkey. And right. like, <laughs> Oh, man. What's worse sh- than turkey? Cold turkey. <laughs> exactly. That's why they call it cold turkey. I, <laughs> I legitimately, I think that you and I, we're like, we're like Lego pieces that would fit because I'm the opposite. I could almost mm. take or leave first run Thanksgiving. Really? I well, want, want to make all my yeah, weird. No, but hold on. Cause you're turning it into something else. Correct. Cause you're making your lefts a burrito. Yep. So technically oh. you do like leftovers, but you like turning them into something else. Correct. Which I think is a specific answer. But I eat all the leftovers anyway. Everything that sure. I make, yeah, okay. I enjoy. So you like it. You like eat. it every which way you just Correct. You do like leftovers. Okay. But like Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're right. So I do, I do the lefts of burritos. Uh, what? Last, 
So, yeah. like, you have the lefsa, and then you have the things, and then you do the things. You get the lefsa and the lefsa overs. You open up the, the lefsa and the lefsa overs, and you put all the stuff in there, and then um, you roll it up. I hope my parents are listening right now because listen, <laughs> you guys need to try this because they're lefsa people. Dude, yeah. it's it's ridiculous. It's so good because the lefsa is made with potatoes, so it right. kind of goes right along with like, the little so mashed potatoes in there. It's got you got all the savory stuff. You got some protein. Then you got a little sweet tart from the cranberry sauce. You like might it's be all changing in there. my mind at this moment. But the thing hashtag that, no plate. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag no plate. You can walk and talk. Uh, and then on, and then on top of that, what we did is once we get to that point where we've gone through that, then you roll the rest of the leftovers up in little egg roll wrappers. Oh, and then you can make Thanksgiving egg rolls. My. And then I just make a quick little gravy, and then you got a little little Dunkin' sauce. Dude, it's it's bonkers. This like, might be changing my mind. This but... is holiday hack season. I want to spread the love. <laughs> this is how we fix it. But this I is great. What you were talking about with macaroni and cheese, I'm that way with um, with a frozen pizza, not oh, like a homemade pizza, not a delivery pizza, pizza, but like yeah. a, like a tombstone, like a lots of matzah, uh, heggies, heggies, whatever doesn't the best, whatever doesn't get finished when it's hot goes in the fridge. And then it turns into a completely different yeah, food. You're right. Rules. I do. Mm. I do know that about that. Not necessarily that I prefer it or love it. If I'm desperate, maybe. But, um, but it, it is. That is different. I think it's always in my house. It's always Jacks. Yeah. Jacks. Mm. The first. The first. Like, oh shit! You do it like that. Kind of not fight, but like discussion <laughs> I had with my wife was uh, <laughs> when we were still in the service industry. We had gotten home from work. It was like two thirty three in the morning. I made a pizza. We had a couple pieces. Went and crashed out. The next morning, I got up and just grabbed a piece of pizza off the coffee table and started yeah. eating it. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I'm like, it's perfectly it's- fine. And she's like, you just left it sit out and you went to sleep and now you're eating it again? Like, right. that's not how health works it's potentially dangerous and i was like but i was like yeah but there's nothing real on this i'm gonna say it's not real cheese it doesn't matter this whole thing is synthetic anyway therefore and there's no i have no science to back this up listen i've never gotten sick exactly never gotten sick anecdotally i can tell you that this has always benefited me so i'm just gonna keep going with it keep rolling with that 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 is i prefer a hot piece of pizza. Well, yeah, me too. Okay. But me, me I too. also like as depends I depends on the pizza for me because mm. I do on... like I'd rather have a cold slice of Jack's than a hot slice of Jack's. Oh, interesting. Is is okay? Is cold pizza a leftover or a preparation? Oh. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> that's I'll get so I'll like have made yourself a cold pizza. <laughs> right? I will have like if if Jenny's out of town and I don't feel like going out or I don't feel like cooking a huge meal for just me. I will make a frozen pizza. It's comfort food. I'll watch football, yeah, whatever. Yeah. There, is, there is a moment that happens every time when I'm somewhere between the second and third slice where I start getting excited for how good this is going to be in like four hours. <laughs> Dude, like I Listen. literally start, I, I tell myself, maybe don't eat another piece and because wait. we're going to have, yeah. it's, it's like a second meal. Well, if I came to your house for a Vikes game and you told me, hey, I made you cold pizza, I'd probably give you a hug. But <laughs> has anyone ever said that to you? <laughs> Dude, we have to come on in. I made you cold pizza. Here's like, what? what? All right, Chad, here's what we do. The, <laughs> next time, the, next, the next time we watch sports ball, we're cooking two pizzas, and one of them just yeah. goes in the, right fridge the fridge and goes on the counter. Yeah. And just wow. sits there. I like one. that. I feel like I'm that's in on that. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, I do want to drill down with the macaroni and cheese, though. Yeah. I know that it's across all things. Mm. Is, there one, is there one that you think is your favorite? Do you yeah. have a go-to mac and cheese? Yeah, I do. I do. When I'm making it myself, it's definitely Annie's. Okay. It's got that, that 
organic mm-hmm. marketing to it, which is whatever. And I'm also very dairy free, so that is a huge cheat for me. Yeah, mm. but it is. It does not hurt me. It doesn't hurt my stomach. No, nothing happens to me. It just tastes really great. And then that second day, boom. A totally different thing. It's totally, and it's amazing. Or cold. Nice. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if I come home at night. But Annie's is my go-to at home. That's awesome. Takeout would be noodles. I've I've been a convert to Annie's recently. I've really fallen in love with that. I yeah. think that sharp cheddar is spectacular. Oh, God, it's amazing. Marnie crushes those. It's her work lunch every day. But the wife and I did, we did craft Spirals. And I forgot because mm. Kraft Spirals, it's a different cheese You're right. than regular Kraft macaroni cheese. It is different than and, the straight okay. noodles. Oh, man. Like, I remember having that fight with my mother. Is it still in a box? Is it? Yep. It's okay. still it's, in a it's box. It's a lighter blue box. But it's a different cheese? <laughs> still they, in a box. Still in they, a box. Do they claim it's different cheese? No. Is it, no. Oh. But nobody, it is. Nobody says If anything. you make them side by side, they are. It is, it is wildly different. Huh. I, Go figure. I've known that my whole life, but I don't think anyone's ever mm. believed me ever. My my mom wow. and I got into a, like a serious argument about it oh, because man. the the Speaking box of, the of holidays, spirals is also over mac and cheese. Yeah, the box <laughs> of spirals is also almost Listen, an, an ounce less of noodles. <laughs> no and way. She, so she was like, she was like, this is a bad deal. I we didn't get know this that. one because it's it, there's more in it. Yeah, I read that tag. It says eight oh. cents point you know oh. point oh eight oh. cents per per ounce. But it tastes <laughs> different. But it tastes different. And I'm like. I'll take less to get that flavor. Oh, my right? God. I got to yeah. do it. I Shit. swear to God. I, d- I didn't know that there was an actual thing behind oh, that. Oh, it's, wow. it's fucking real. There's, there's, go on Reddit. There's forums. That's about crazy. It. All right. <laughs> I believe. It's wild. I've known this my whole life, but yeah, I... that's a rabbit hole. I got on drunk gave tonight up on at midnight. That. <laughs> gave up uh, on craft a while ago. Charles, where, where, what, what's your go-to like leftover? Where are you at on the, the leftover deal? Uh, I am also a rare leftover-hating machine, partly because I grew up with... When my mom would cook something, she'd cook it for 70 people, and then expect us to eat it for a week we can get uh, along yeah no no thank you and yeah and then like thanksgiving right i'll hate eat leftovers like after my okay yeah. so after my birthday party when we got back to the house there were a bunch of thanksgiving leftovers in the fridge and marnie says i'm making myself a plate of thanksgiving leftovers do you want some i was drunk it was my birthday and i was like no and then she started like piling it up and i was like oh, god all right and so i just sat there with a frown on my face like eating this half cold mush just this pile of shit just drunk wearing a suit like <laughs> I, I i don't i don't know that i got to tell you this sober but you did look incredibly handsome he has 40th birthday just recently oh happy and, uh, belated everybody dressed up everybody looked real, everybody. real nice we had, a nice time. we had a nice time at Club Caraway. But yeah. what, wait, when's your birthday? What, what day? It was November twenty second. November twenty second. Uh-huh. So what? Like, what does that make you? It doesn't make you a Sagittarius, does it? I'm on the cusp. You're on the cusp. Yeah. Cusp. Depends on what Sag and- country you're in. Uh, Sagittarius, Scorpio. Oh, and Scorpio, of course. My whole family's a Scorpio. Oh, really? Except for me. Yeah. What are you? I'm huh? Cap Cusp. Ooh. On mm. December twenty third. Coming up. Ah, ah, Smack ah. dab in the middle of Leo season. Are you? Are you Everything just about Leo? me. It's so bad. I was I was a super huge hater on astrology. And then uh, my ex-wife had a book called Sextrology that was hey, it lays everything out for the genders, and then it mm-hmm. does the whole back half of the book is coupling up like yes. male, male, like, male, female, yes. female, female, hmm. of every combination of signs. Hundred percent. And uh I would always like, I wasn't being mean about it, but I would always kind of like roll my eyes and give her shit when she would be, oh, it's because you're Leo and it's because Leo. I do, I do that. And she read, she read, it's like a four page thing about male Leo. She read the whole thing and it was like, all right, I'm a little bit shook. Because you could read any other one and it doesn't, like, 
if you read a horoscope, you. it's they're all sort of vague and like oh, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But actually, like what I'm supposed to be like, I was like, okay, I'm okay. Regardless of whether or not I like believe right it, now. yeah, I, a lot of Gen Zers are getting into that. They show. fucking nailed me. So yes, and so I have I have a copy of the book at my house, and every now and then when we have people over, I'll just be like, look, I still can't say that this is like my thing, but I'll put the book down. I'm like, look you up, and then look the two of you up. And I have yet to have somebody 100%. say that's not me. Can you hand me another libation? So absolutely. So I'm Scorpio leftovers. You're Scorpio leftovers, and I'm Sagittarius leftovers. <laughs> and I've also done this, and I dated a Leo for ten years. It's the longest I've ever made it. Um, no longer, but uh, but that that thing, like I read on, like my horoscope on a daily basis is kind of bullshit. But that mm. Leo Capricorn thing was super effing real, like. <laughs> very real and I'd be like well that's because you're a Leo or you know I would think that but and maybe that was good or maybe it was terrible but it I, I there there is something about it also that- anytime I think that the universe is giving me information I'm grateful I'm like okay thank you for that I'm understanding got it I don't know still didn't work but I'm a big fan <laughs> of of taking all the information and then figure out where you want to go I from there I so I I, I have it. to admit like ever since then I'll still just like read some shit. If there's like a post, yes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to read it. So I, do I. I. Might, I might not go with it. But I don't like, like, I don't live by it, but it just, I like that info. I don't know. <laughs> Especially yeah, now as a single woman. Now it's a whole new game. For sure. Where it's I like, loved oh. that stuff when I was a kid just because I loved um, uh, Scorpions and obviously Sagittarius. You know, I was like, oh, those are fucking cool. <laughs> that's it. That's about it. That's the extent that's of it. my interest. Uh, yeah, to put a, to put a flourish on uh, my my prior note regarding leftovers. Oh yeah, I like oh, yeah. I like repreparations. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, obviously I love ris- uh, risotto and I love arancini. That's not leftovers. That's a preparation, Correct. right? Well, and see, that's that's the tough part. Is I've started to like for how much I cook, I've started to mm-hmm. to push what I'm making so that it can be another thing. It could become something else. The, right. um, <clears throat> I don't do a traditional like bread stuffing. Uh, oh. I do like the side that my grandmother made and then my mother made and now I make is a wild rice dish. Ooh. And it's, uh, you cook. It's very Minnesota. Oh, for sure. Very, you know. yeah. Well, and we're all from up north. You know, oh, so God, yeah. Take north. the boat out and we'll go over there. You know? and, uh, <laughs> and so it's, uh, you soak the wild rice and then you cook bacon cook all the veggies in the bacon, and then you mix all of that together with some broth and, of course, some cream of mushroom soup, and then throw in a shitload of mushrooms, and then you cook all that together. And I love, with the turkey, it's amazing. It's, like, rich, and it's got some nutty notes, and it's salty, and it's, it's great. But then I already know that then the next day I can basically do that, and then I'll crack an egg over the top. And Ooh, cook that on there, yes. and right when right when it starts to set a little bit, you pull everything, and then you just tap the yolk, and that just goes in, and it binds everything all together in this new richness. Listen, I don't it's think North that shakshuka. Here's here's what I'm here's what I'm gathering. Like leftovers are leftovers, but mm-hmm. what I think you do is you repurpose. Correct. You're like you're a yes. repurposer. One hundred percent. And I think you like both though. Okay. It sounds like you also I like. Can, I think I can get on. I would board never. With I would repurpose. For, if looking at like Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas specifically, right. I would never go into the fridge and just grab a piece of turkey and like eat it. Okay. Yeah. No. There, and there are some things that are some things are better the next day, like foods with a lot of connective tissue, a lot of collagen. Sure. A pot roast is mm. fucking fantastic. It's better You're the right. next day. I totally so agree. that's that's my other rule. You know what I just f- discovered a respect for that I never understood. Me and it's the. <laughs> 
Did you say meat? I said meat. Oh, you? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're, We're working there. on it. We're working on it. Uh, when people say cold fried chicken is good, I'm like, well, fuck yourself. That is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yes. Of. Momofuku Ko. Dude. Unfortunately, I had to discover it at a two Michelin star restaurant in New York. But they did a preparation of cold fried chicken. And it was the first time I put a piece of cold fried chicken in my mouth. And I was like, I get it. I you understand. Loved it? Yeah, Kat, do you do you enjoy cold fried chicken? Uh, no, You're, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I can't really. I never understood it until this. Get but around it, it. You know why? It was crispy and it was still juicy. Because my expectation okay. is cold fried chicken is dry and yeah. soggy. Totally like, soggy. No, thank you. Cold. And cold. Uh, like <laughs> so. That uh, is okay. That is one where I don't repurpose it. I okay. love cold that it becomes a different thing. Okay. It's like uh, like when you have like that fresh hot piece of frozen pizza, it's crunchy. And then yeah. the next day, you know, you bite into it, it's like a little soft. It's yeah. kind right. of the same thing for fried chicken with me. It becomes a completely different thing. And I need I just, that crunch though, if it's kind of I get it. I understand people that say that. I just say this is a different thing and now I love it. I just had some deja vu. I think we've discussed this on we a prior have. episode. I, I was episode forty one. Again, so. I will go. I will go <laughs> hard in the paint for this, this episode forty one right now. Yeah. yeah, I will go hard in the paint for cold okay. fried chicken. And I okay. love the last time that we discussed it. Mm-hmm. You were not on board, and now you are. So we hey, are updating shit. our listeners, changing hearts and minds, changing hearts right. and minds, ladies and gentlemen. We're making a difference. Maybe yeah. I should try this now. Yeah. <laughs> Being presented with new information. And it will be my life. 41st birthday coming up. So maybe in honor Ooh. of episode 41 and my 41st birthday, maybe oh, I try. That's perfect. Maybe I try this cold chicken it. on. Oh my god! It would have to be Christmas Eve since my birthday is the twenty third, and I'll probably really drink. Oh my god! All right. Know? So are you are you one of those people that got shit every birthday because they'd be like Happy Birthday, Merry Christmas, Benjamin? Oh, it's still a thing. So it's got to be. I always thought. Yeah, I always happens. thought that Such I had a to, screwed. The proximity is too close. You got to be more. What you got to be more than a week away, probably right. Yeah, that, is that I, you the know, rule? You got to be like a. Now week that to, I've like yeah. got my peeps around me that have the same problems, there's a uh, lot of people that have the problem the week after. Shout, so, out, shout out to Abe Popowitz who shares your exact birthday and has the same problem. We just had this discussion. There we go. Because if you're like the week before, I mean, like let's just say the 20th, I think you're even more removed. I mean, sure, definitely the 15th, 16th, 17th, whatever. My brother's a December 14th, and we we never thought about it. He still right. Gets a it was still very separate. Yeah, it's far enough away. Yeah. 23rd just is crazy. Too close. Yeah, too close. Also, fun fact. This is probably the White Claw talking now, but um, if you... Hashtag Claw Talk. This is such a weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing to say, but like people with December 23rd birthdays, so many of us are, are C-section babies. No shit. Think about it because, and I know it's such a weird thing to bring up, mm. but it's like because nope. the doctors wanted their... their Christmas off, Holy and they shit. had all these what? patients that were like due right around that time. And they're like, let's just take it because I want some. Ooh, that's wild. I'm that's just dark. saying it is a wild fact. Cat Perkins, you are dropping truth right now. <laughs> wow. This is amazing. Was, Holy shit. I know, and and I really I only got into the that. talk no. about it when like my friends were having babies, and my mom like was like, oh yeah, oh I had the choice, but I wanted, I also wanted to have Christmas, so, <laughs> like. We were like, let's I was just also take tired it. of you being in me. <laughs> right. Damn. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. Well, you're a festivist baby, though. That's pretty fucking cool. I am cool. Festivist, you're baby. A festivist baby. For sure. Oh, that's the shit. That's pretty rad. See, like, as a kid, I always thought that I had the worst lot because I had a summer birthday. Oh, so yeah. So we never got to, there was no party. I Very couldn't bring true. candy to school. I couldn't do any of that the shit. thing. Right. But, oh. but I also, but as, as I got adult, older, it was yeah. great because right. I had a summer thing and then a winter thing. You know, you'd. 
celebrate my birthday in the summer and then we had Christmas. And so like no matter what and how weirdly elliptical my orbit was, I had like two times a year that I could come back and like yeah. see the people that I love. And I realized as you got older, like it's more about that. And that has to make it a little tougher because then it's all just smushed into one. Right. It's all one. And it oh. just it, it will forever be all one. And not only that, okay, well, now that I'm an adult, way into my adulthood, there was a cool part of like, oh, I get to be with my family now on my birthday because I moved away from them as an adult and then was like, well, now I get to be there for my birthday and Christmas, which was cool. Yeah. But now now it's more like my friends, like, no, we're traveling. We're going to see our family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're not right. going to be there for your birthday. Oh. Now it's just kind of uncool again. Brutal. It is kind of brutal. But now that I tour, so I've toured for the last seven years on Christmas, oh, yeah. this Christmas tour that I do. And usually that's the last day of the show. So then it's with my castmates that I've hired and traveled with for the last month. And then we go bowling or something to celebrate that last show. So now it's become a, also a different thing, which I, I really do love. So where are you going to be on your birthday that's this cool. year? This year we get done on the 20th for some weird reason. Oh, so okay. we'll be here. Um, we finish in Faribault, Minnesota on the 19th or 20th. And then I'll just be here. But, nice. you know, last year was... Totally fucked up because we didn't yeah. tour. Yes. And we weren't quite sure, like, what should we do? But we had this pod going for a while. Sure. And I was like, well, mm. let's do, let's come to my house and we'll play dice. And we did. And it was probably one of the fun, it was my 40th, yeah. which we were supposed to be in Jamaica. I'm just going to say. Oh. Uh, you know what? You know, hope, you know, there's more birthdays. Yep. You'll get it back. You'll get it we'll back. We'll get it back. 45, 50. I don't know. We'll just, we'll put it back on. Hey, but. we celebrate. Celebrate whatever you want. Yeah, celebrate we celebrate. Everything. Hashtag celebrate everything. <laughs> we, <laughs> celebrate we've everything. been pushing that for over a year now, and it has literally changed the way that I looked at stuff. Yeah. Find, like, whatever we didn't get to do, find a reason well, to celebrate it. We'll and get then there. find other reasons. Like, they don't have to be. Do no. your, your yes. 41st and a third birthday. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Get the no, people that you love together and do something whenever fun. you want and yeah. say it was for your 40th. I will get back to fucking yep. Jamaica or I've never been there so we'll get to that where when yeah, it, it right. happens but you know what honestly playing dice last year on my 40th in my house and just kind of screwing off and having wonderful food it was amazing and I honestly was like this might be better than Jamaica yeah, I made so, it your own that's beautiful I know yeah. so we'll see what happens this year I'm probably the same thing it'll just be people in my house playing dice well, kinda, White Claws. Yeah, Claws, man. <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus. Festivus. Yeah, Santa Claus. Oh, White Claw Festivus. <laughs> uh, well, actually, the, the, the talk of the birthday thing kind of leads us into a little bit of holiday action here. Well, well, yeah. well. So I want to ask you, give me a song Stay or an sweet. album that puts you in the winter like holiday mood. Mm. You know, like what do you bust out every year to kind of get you in this? And while you're thinking about it, let's take a little chug of the claw. Okay, oh, cheers, yeah. cheers. I'm legit going to start spelling Santa Claus C-L-A-W-S. As you should. That's happening. Well, I did it for my merch the other, like, two years ago because, you know, I'm cat. So, also, claw will always make sense. (laughs) Big time. Uh, Anyway. um, Cat's claws. I mean, okay. So, I moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1999 for the first time. Where did you move from? Scranton, North Dakota. Okay. A town of 200 people. Look out. Where, Nobody knows. In the rectangle box of North Dakota, where... Southwest corner. So picture Montana. Yep. South Dakota. Holy shit. And you get me. I, literally, 
Dad says nine miles from South Dakota. I used to say 12, but it, I think it, it really is nine. And then 40 from Montana. That's amazing. So this little weird, and I know people think of like the plains and like super flat North Dakota. For me, that's not true. It was, we're on the cusp of the Badlands. Yeah. So like buttes and this That's right where it gets really cool. It is so you, cool. You drive wow. through nothing for so long and then, and then you, you get, get that. Ah! Yeah. Rolling hills and like these just wheat fields everywhere but they're rolling i don't i don't even know how to describe to anyone that hasn't seen southwest north dakota it is different and one year i'll just say i went and sang at a wedding in my little corner on new year's eve and it was 72 degrees so it is a very weird what we call the banana belt of north dakota (laughs) (laughs) but it can be 80 or 40 below at any moment kind of like here but it's a little but more so it is more so okay so, so, back to the question. You move here. I move here, and I realize that radio stations turn to Christmas music. So, like, if you're listening to an oldie station, you're for the t- you know for the whole year, and then all of a sudden, one day after Thanksgiving, you tune right. you tune in. Literally and it's like, one oh my day God. after Thanksgiving, right? Yep. This is Christmas music, mm-hmm. right? So, it still is that way for me. Like, I'm not a huge radio listener anymore. So, yeah. and I can honestly get. Christmas music anytime I want. Of course. But I do look forward to that moment when the when those stations turn over. So it's not necessarily one album for me. It's like when the local stations turn over, then I get into Christmas mode. It's like evocative of a time. Like it just feels yeah. like holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess now sure. with like even Sirius XM, I mean they they there's a time when it turns. It's not necessarily all year round. Sure. That's the moment. And then we'll forever there's probably there's gotta be like a an all year round I've tried holiday music station. not on serious no but because there's some people who are like fetishists about oh, that. Right. Absolutely. absolutely I mean obviously you McFoley. can find it on Pandora you can yep. find it on Spotify you can find it anytime you mm. want on those things sure. but not serious Wild. just so you know mm. I know because I so it's the idea of like passively the world around you starting to wrap you up in a like yeah. a holiday blanket is and kind that, of what it feels like and nice. now it's earlier and earlier so we don't have to wait until Black Friday yeah. like it's like November 1st and all of a sudden <laughs> you'll find it you'll find it somewhere that which, seasonal creep I love I, I hope We're Halloween in the beer industry <laughs> yeah no shit I hope Halloween like holds strong because I need that barrier yeah but like I, I, at this point yeah it's relentless hold enough. the wall okay, I'll, <laughs> hold the wall I will um, give you an idea I'm not the fetish fetish person, but um, well, two things. I I am the most Christmas. I am <laughs> the most Christmas. Okay. But um, I do have my limitations, so I, I can't do it all year long. But this year, I put out my Halloween candy on a on a stand by the door, and I set up my tree at the same night. Honestly, really? I kind of I kind of love that. Okay. I, I think that's legit. <laughs> so when the kids came, it's like my neighbors. There's not that many kids that actually come to my house, but they were like, "Um, is that your Christmas tree going up?" I was like, "Yes, we're being double festive tonight." Um, it's also I need to write a show, so I have to kind of get in there. <laughs> it's work too. Again, it's inspirado. I, I get it. Well, really my neighbor Jack it. left his tree up all year round. So. Oh. There you go. He's I've ready. never done that. He's ready. I've never done that. Uh, and being yeah. the most Christmas, I've never yeah. done that. I have but. trauma as a child from my dad never taking down the Christmas oh, decorations. We never did. And we've told this 
story on the pod, but they filmed uh, Untamed Heart, the movie with Christian Slater and yes. Marissa Tomei on my childhood street. They did not. And, yeah, and they used fake snow and everything. No. They loved my fucking dad because we already had all the Christmas ornaments. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. We never so took down stupid. our Christmas lights. Maybe that's really? where it came from. But, yeah. I mean, also I'm born that's for changed. it. That's No one literally. does that anymore. But yeah, that used I mean, to be a thing. There'd be the house, like, people would walk by our house in July and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> this year, I did such a good job with my lights, and I used these, like, little um, clip things, and I'm like, yeah. maybe I shouldn't take them down, because they're actually really good. There perfect. you go. Go with it. Is, is there, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Do you oh, have a go-to? Yes, of course. Cool. I mean. mean let, let, let me know. Okay. You can answer this question in. Any give, on any given day in a, yeah, in a totally I know. different way. We do, we do so say what are you that, feeling like, today? What's your... Okay, well, because because there's more than one, but Oh Holy Night... And listen, okay. let me just clear the air on this podcast. I'm not religious at mm. all. Like, I'm not... I, I grew up Lutheran, but that just that went away when I like studied all of the religions. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Sure. I know all about all of them now, but I'm not going to be one. Uh, <laughs> but... Oh, Holy Night will still get me. So here's cool. what I did. Because I love I the tune it. and I love the melody and I love all everything about that, we wrote a new Oh, Holy Night. And I'm not trying to reinvent anything that anyone else Is it like the same melody and everything? Same-ish you... melody. Okay. Yes. Yes. You'll definitely get there. And I'm not sure that like the normal, what do you call it, gen pop person actually yeah. realizes what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But we changed all of the verses to... Like pop culture and oh my god, I love you and like what's going on in the world so you and baby I Jesus know. out with the bathwater. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm here for that kind of content. I'm not going to lie to you. I, well, like, all of us in this room, people, yeah. I don't, I've right, never yeah. gotten any backlash from like what we did with it ever. No, come on, that's that's we fun. doubled down and filmed yeah. a video to it to just sort of drive it in yeah. to my, what I wanted out there. But that but we fun. made it about it. you know like social justice mm-hmm. and cultural things especially in oh, our shit. town okay. after the past yeah. couple of years but yeah. that is my favorite God, and now a new favorite because we did what we wanted to do that's awesome. <laughs> I love it that sounds fucking cool did, yeah. previous to you rewriting it. it did you have a favorite version because obviously that's one of the most that, like if you're a good singer that's oh. like a this is how I'm going to show off song yeah no no favorite singer just anytime it came on I just was like at attention if mm. if I don't know if it exists on YouTube. You're stuck in your head, too, and you wouldn't and like, be mad about it. And, like, are they going to hit the high note? Yeah. Tevin, <laughs> are they going to do it? Tevin Campbell, one okay. of the old right. school, like, Prince oh. Acolytes, R&B oh. singer in the 90s. Okay. Right as his voice was starting to change, he did a cover of that song, and it still fucks me up. When he hits that note, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. It is the it, only time in my entire lifetime that I've gotten a standing ovation in the middle of a song. Really? Wow. It is that. Holy shit. That's amazing. I know. And and also, just, I've always felt that song. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I hear you. I'm always just waiting to see what somebody will do with it. Yeah. I love the melody. Like, the drama in it is so perfect. It is dramatic. It is drama. It is complete drama. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not usually. A fan of that, but yeah. in this instance, I uh, I am every time. Every now and then, I just want it. Yeah, like, give me give me that. <laughs> give me the show. You know? <laughs> Charles, what about you? What's your what's your uh, holiday go to? Yeah, this is interesting for me as well, being um, a non religious person. Where for a long time, I connected Christmas with like religiosity, mm-hmm. and yes. it made me resent the holidays because. 
I was, I wouldn't say I was like vocally atheist or anti-theist. It was more that I felt like religious beliefs were pushed on me. Now, yeah, it wasn't the other way around, same. right? But my family, you know, my brother's disabled. He loves Christmas. So I would always do Christmas stuff with my family. It wasn't until I met Marnie seven years ago that I started to accept that you can celebrate the holidays and embrace everything that comes with that without necessarily being religious in any way. Yes. And also it came with age. You know, I met her when I was, what, 33 probably. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. just that 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 wisdom of knowing who you are and not having to worry about like if you were uh, – uh, reflecting these notions that you personally reject you are so right on like that is yeah. so right on especially with age yeah for sure and uh i love and also because of marnie i've always loved rat pack sinatra well frankie blue eyes that kind of stuff and i love listening to the old-timey christmas hits this yeah, time of year it makes me feel so warm mm-hmm. when you uh when there's snow cascading and you're in the kitchen and you got candles lit and you're hanging the stockings and drinking a glass of wine or a yes. delicious glass of egg nog get the fuck out of here <laughs> in my <laughs> case thick ass beverage almond <laughs> nog almond nog there you go with a little nutmeg and a little brandy you gotta get that booze up in there <laughs> all right but you listening might, you might have me I, i'm a Uh-oh. fucking Try eggnog he hates eggnog <laughs> We were yeah we talked about it a couple of episodes ago yeah. but that just that vibe you know like the warmth of Frankie's voice and mm-hmm. I would say if yes. if I had to select a song because I just like them all yeah. well no I don't like them all we skip a couple of them yeah. there's a couple where you're like you're oh, right. shut up like Rudolph mm-hmm. no fuck you yep um, have yourself a merry little Christmas it's such like a warming song like listening to that as he sings it and you're enjoying a beverage and you got your turtleneck on and your arm around your lady. Like this is, it, it feels good. The other thing I want to mention is a few years ago, like three years ago, we went to uh, like this small stage production where th- it was this quartet. Well, it wasn't a quartet, but there were these four performers, two ladies, two gents, and they were performing Frank Sinatra holiday songs. Mm-hmm. And like, it was a stage show and we were led to believe by Marnie's, um, mother father and aunt that it was like this amazing production it was so bad but it made it great like it made, we were kicking each other under the table oh no and i thought maybe her her mom was gonna feel bad about it but as we were walking out we were kind of all looking at each other like what did you guys think and her mom was like ah, they tried and we all just started laughing oh, and no. she was like, she's like oh, oh okay and oh, i was like no it was I had a blast because of how terrible it was. It was better than if it was, you know, if it was mediocre, you'd have just been enjoying your glass of wine. But it was, it was, the singing was fine, but it was so hokey. (laughs) It was so hokey. We just had the best time. I would go see it again this year because it's just like how cheesy and hokey it was. It just made you like laugh and shrivel up. And then you'd like listen to the song. Yeah, it's a pretty good song. He did okay. (laughs) Uh, Have either of you guys ever gone to Bryant Lake Bowl to see a very diehard Christmas? I was in it. Oh, my God. Really? I was, you know how they have a guest every year? I did it. Oh, shit. That is hand. It's kind of the same thing. They turn diehard into a Christmas musical. Okay. It is the best thing you will ever see in this city. And it's sold out. It's yep. always like, it's really? impossible to get do into. They still do it. Under yep. the yes, new, they just started the new up ownership. Again. The okay. only thing that I have, the only piece of theater that I have ever laughed harder at was Book of Mormon. 
I I wanted to uh, to literally like throw up. I was laughing so hard yeah. so many times in that show. Because wait, so is there like a sense of humor in it's the, the yes. production, yeah, or is it? Yeah, okay. so they they basically turn Die, ha- Die Hard into like a campy comedy, and then there's musical breaks. Sure, on and, the on this, you know what the huh. stage is like, where it's very yeah. intimate, right? And, right? And there's always a guest. Yep. There's always a guest star, right? So they had been hounding me, and I have my own Christmas show. So like for yeah. a couple of years, I was like, I can't. I I don't know what this is all about, but like I can't. I'm I'm completely booked. Sure. And then one year, uh, he, they gave me the dates that were open. I'm like, oh my god, I can I can do one of them. I could I actually could do a couple of them. So yeah. he was like, well, then come see it on your one night off, and then be in it ah. on the next night. And I'm like, got it. Because I know most everyone mm-hmm. in the production, and because I come from the theater world, which is you know not awesome. very known here, but but those guys I know almost every single one of them. So I went one night and it was like, holy yeah. shit, it is so freaking good. And then and then I got to be in it on that next night. I'm so jealous. How have I never right heard now? about this? Because I hear about a lot oh. of the things that they do, it's, and this just doesn't I'm ring so a bell. I'm so glad they're doing it under these, the new mm-hmm. ownership and yep. whatever, bringing okay. it back, but. Obviously, How many showings so I, do they do then? They must do it for it must run for a little while. I think it's seven shows because that stage room is it's tiny. Just every weekend yeah. for you know the okay. since from Black Friday on. So and then they that? do, but there's, there's oh yeah, so maybe it's like yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's it ends up being like four or five weekends. <laughs> oh, okay, and it's yes, and I think they add some Wednesday and Thursdays yeah. in there because it it's, just sells out. It sells out like crazy. It's the greatest. It's the greatest fucking thing ever. My, Josh or, Carson, who is the bloody star yeah, in there, and is amazing. Yeah, he was the founder of that, and I got to be. I knew him because we were in Tony and Tina's wedding. Yeah, party. yeah, that's really? how I started my little career over here. So I played his pregnant girlfriend in the show. Uh, I remember yes, that. Yes, yes, That's so, wild. I, cool. I, that was, given our age similarities, I probably saw your You show. probably That's did. So wild. You, probably, wild. you probably totally did. And Josh, we almost lost poor Josh in COVID. Did not know that. A year, one year ago, almost to the day right now. He was in Damn. intensive care and Oof. the whole thing. And obviously no vaccines at that point in time and whatever. And he's like my age, maybe a little older. And it was very scary, sad, uh, all the things. So now that they're doing it again right now, he's starring and making it happen is even more epic than I think it could have been. That's know? awesome. Yeah. I'm so You got to see it. You got yeah. you. you yeah. No, I mean, how, I, I'm astounded. I don't know that this exists. And it's not because, I mean, I love Die Hard, but I've never been like a Die Hard is a Christmas movie I know, guy. I know. But right? I have friends who are like that, and I'm surprised that none of them have I'm one of them. mentioned this. Yeah, oh God, no, for sure. So it's, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie, and then Scrooged, and then everything else below oh. that. Okay. Did we ask the favorite Christmas movie question on the podcast? I don't know. Maybe. You, you're the autodidact. You remember I know. everything. I, well, I don't remember I, well, what like, we talked about when things, we walk out of here. These things blur together. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll ask that at another time. Quam, what is your favorite uh, well, party I have, song or I album? Have, I have a late entry to my answer, uh, oh, because... Yeah. I uh, I was gifted tickets uh, last weekend to the New Standards Holiday <gasps> Show, and uh, oh, is that the thing you just went to? Yeah. Okay. And they are. Oh, I didn't know there's a holiday show you went to. So that's everyone in that show is on my musical radar, right? It's all people that I have is enjoyed. Ha- is Harmar in this one? No. Okay. I saw it with Harmar, superstar. Just so you know it. Doesn't even matter because it's epic no matter what. Yeah, it was um, Trip Shakespeare reunited, and uh, they were they were the guests and Row Family Singers kind of were. Oh, really? No way! It it was it was wild. So where uh, where where at State Theater? 
Okay, at State, yeah. And so uh, one of my longtime music mentors slash big brothers in the music industry, I met when I was in a band, and then he really, he was the only, like, musician that really loved when I transitioned to DJing. He was the only one that, like, got it and would come and, like, cheer me on and whatever. And so he hit me up because he is always a side character in it. And this year he was playing Satan. Oh, he's the smoking Satan? Yeah, he's the smoking Satan. And he has has been for years. Wait, what? Oh, my God. God. There's a smoking Satan that may or may not wear a sombrero from time to time. (laughs) It's wild. And so he was like, hey. Satan is want to do. Yeah, sure. I really want you to come see this show. I can't believe that you haven't seen this show. Okay. You got to come down. So I brought my friend Jess, who's a big New Standards fan. And we went and like. I was so tickled the entire show. Oh, yeah. It is one of the best Christmas shows ever. They do, like, they'll do traditional songs, and then they'll roll them into, like, covers of songs that everyone knows. Yeah. They have original Christmas songs. They did um, a full, like, they have two horn sections. I mean, it was, there must have been 28 instruments on stage. I saw... There, the first time I saw it was the first year that I launched mine. And I was like, I walked out of there going, goals, right? Yeah. Now we've talked about two epic things that you need to be a part of. And okay. I'm like, I can only hope that my three, Christmas I show your would show ever too. be. So yeah. I have three shows to see. But mine's so campy and so... I like that. Like, I, yeah, we are here variety. for that. Up my alley. It's way different than the new standards. But No, I love it. Yeah. Like, Are you familiar with the band Pussifer? Oh, my God. Maynard James Keenan, yeah, and they do such they they do that's what they do like the stage show that they perform. It's that when you described yours, I was like, I wonder if it's anything like (laughs) this. Amazing, (laughs) but seriously, like you know, I want to. I would like to be on that list because. The two you just mentioned are literally my top two. And well, and like the cool, I just tried Brad, to sneak in there a little bit. The cool part about that one, hey, Minnesota's got some good holidays. <laughs> we do, shows. we yes. really do, well, and, and oh, we're all of similar ages. You know, forty, yes. almost forty-one and yes. forty-two. And uh, so my era of being in a band was like ninety-eight through like two thousand one-ish, and then I was band adjacent for another like five years because I was helping friends of mine. Out. Sure. So I spent a lot of time in recording studios and, yeah. and at shows with just people in the industry mm. and all that. And on the way out, I couldn't believe how many people I was hugging and high fiving because it was everybody that I looked up to that was like five or ten years older than me. Oh God, that's the best. That had like kind of aged out now, and it was beautiful because we were all there just celebrating how wonderful it was seeing all of those wonder warm faces on 100%. stage. It was like I. So Jess and I walked out. Uh, I went to high school with her. She moved out to Brooklyn for fifteen years. Just moved back, and I love that a friend from that long ago if we met right now, would be friends again. Yeah. And she's also in the non-religious camp. And we were like, can we just make this the new holiday thing? So next year, I'm just going to try and like bring everybody with. You so have that, to. So that's a new that's a new entrant, and I also want to throw your holiday show in that because I, I mean, please again, try. Love you your might voice. just be like, what the fuck is Cat doing up there tap dancing? I but... feel like you have no idea how hard in the paint I go for choreographed dancing and or the Carlton okay, and or ninety okay. dances. Yeah. Then but, I love you even more than I didn't. I didn't know. But on on a on a more serious note, my favorite holiday song, and it's every time snow hits. When it's appropriate, like we've had early snows in October and shit. Nope. Yeah, true. When it hits and I've decided that we're going into the holiday yeah. season and this is going to stick. Uh, 
I weirdly have been a Gordon Lightfoot fan my entire life. Okay. And I got I, to meet him, you know. Just well, just and I'm and I'm fascinated by the fact that he was like an insane coke-addled, like womanizing, like he 100%. made he made Johnny Cash look tame at times. Hundred <laughs> and then percent, would, and then would play like the sweetest folk songs. Yep. And I always loved "Song for a Winter's Night." It was my favorite oh my Gordon God. Lightfoot song, period. Oh and then fucking Sarah McLachlan covered it. Oh my God, she totally did. And I don't really listen fun. to his version anymore. She layers so yeah. many of her vocal tracks on top of each other that it sounds like a warm blanket around my ears. Oh my god! And ben. that's that's my here we go into the holiday season. That's also one of the only Christmas or winter songs that I can listen to all year long. It doesn't even Hands matter. Down. It's if it comes on in July, I'm like, doesn't matter. Like, I, I have a top 100 songs of all time that's ever evolving. And that is the only holiday adjacent song that sits on that list, period. And I cannot it, believe dude, it's, that it's you wild. brought this up. Like so, I, I actually cannot believe you brought this up. If if <laughs> nobody if you, fucking brings this up, like you're, nobody. <laughs> if you're listening to this uh, this podcast right now, when you're done, go listen to that Please. song. It is the most beautiful piece of magic from Canada that was gifted to us from not one but two legendary artists. Yeah, that just said this is the sound of. When it's getting dark and it's snowy out and you're comfortable but maybe lonely because the person you want to be next to isn't there. And even if it's just like, of course, this is somebody pining for their lover. But I listen to this song like when Jenny's at work late and I'm like, I just want you to come home. Like, I it love is, it. As it. It's the best song. I listened to it twice today because it's officially like I've agreed that. Okay, we're Thank winter's here now. Up. Thank you. It is. It's here. It's happening. We can't escape it. It's all good. I will also say, and I know, thank you for asking. You did not ask, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there, I've over the course of this last month of doing some press and like getting asked about when do you write Christmas songs and how do you do it and 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 they're always like you. I bet you have to do it on the off season, which is all always true. Even though I can write them, I can write them in season and then record them off season. You can sure. do that, but most of the time it is writing and recording off season. So somebody asked me, <laughs> "What is your secret?" And I was like, "Well, um, I have a little secret, and I'm going to. I've never said this out loud." Okay, oh, here we go. I also, I like, if I ever get asked this on on regular press, I I just kind of dance around. I'm like, <laughs> it's it's fine, like. I just I love Christmas so much. It's easy for me. We're no matter a regular what. press, so so you're not regular press. This is like the actual cool press. Yeah. Um, this is the perfect moment to bring it cool up. Press, cool press, cold press. <laughs> cool press. Um, I if you listen to a lot of the ones that I write, I do this double entendre thing. So okay. Um, I have never disclosed this, but if you listen to the ones that I've written, like Christmas stockings, when I say that title, what do you think of? Like the stockings. Yeah, yeah, like, right? Like, we put the candy in the thing. Okay. The now that we're talking about double entendres, I'm thinking like fishnets or something. Exactly. Yeah, so I it. wrote the song about fishnets and Santa uh-huh. and like luring like Santa yeah. in. Sure. And then we yeah. took it one step farther the last last year and we do this this song in my show this year and we call it Up All Night. And it's about, <laughs> I say to the audience, we wrote this song a couple of years ago and recorded it. And it's, you know, it's about like staying up all night on Christmas Eve. And yeah. who didn't want to catch a glimpse of Santa? 
But I took crystal stockings one level up and was like, I'm waiting for Santa to be up all night because I love him so much and he's going to keep me up all night. <laughs> yeah. So check out my Christmas records if you want. And then just now, like, you know the secret into how I write Dude. Christmas songs on the off season. Yep. Hot no, Christmas. Uh, that, Hot Christmas. You that, just go, double meaning. <laughs> yeah, and that really computes because we uh, coined a beer at Falling Knife All Nighter, but it was between that and Up All Night. But then I was like, we just, we had, and we just named a beer something that sounded vaguely sexual. So I was like, <laughs> we can't name every beer something that could be construed as vaguely sexual. Or can you? So we you could. All Nighter could be as well. It is. But... Up all night is a little more on the nose. <laughs> when we, when I introduce the song in this show this time, because I've never really introduced it before, I do. I literally lie, like I completely yeah. lie to the right. audience and go, "Remember when you were kids?" Or "Where's my adults that, that are kids at heart?" And I remember being up all night. And this song's about that. And then I think to myself sometimes when I get to the chorus, I'm like, "Will they ever catch on? Do they? Do they ever go? Wait a minute." Okay, what's more, what's more holiday what is she than talking about? about what yeah. stuff means? <laughs> Fucking for real. That's the holiday. But also, I, all right. So I don't. I I have to ask if if hey, if kids. you do this. So when you're when you're on stage singing, do you look at faces or do you look just above everybody? It depends on the night. This whole so I you you guys caught me on um, like a seven day run and yeah. I have a day off. And I, the last three days I've been focusing on faces because we've been in like Nebraska and Iowa and Wisconsin. And I'm okay. just like, who are you? And like, mm-hmm. where, where's our temperature? And I wanted to sure. kind of yeah. see that. Sure. So I've been focusing a lot more. So my thing was always when I was kind of on autopilot. Yeah. I, I look just oh, yeah. above everybody's head sure. and then I'm doing my thing or if you're thinking I'm, about what you're going to eat after the show <laughs> or if I'm like if I'm on the mic and I have to like talk about like uh-huh. the, the things like the sponsors or whatever yeah. I never make eye contact but if I'm doing something that like means something to me or that I put some thought into uh-huh. or if I'm playing a song that I want to see if, uh-huh. if I pull anybody Truth. it's my favorite thing because I don't give a shit if a thousand people don't get it when that one person like perks Close. up and makes eye contact with you, like for real. Like what are you? Like gives you like you the, the, say... the dog head, head tilt. Yeah. And Did then just... literally just a wink, and like you get it. Uh huh. That's that is Truth. my favorite thing. That moment will get me through the next seven awful gigs that I hate. That that one person's I face. Agree that's more. it. That's it. It's the I, best. Um, I had the opposite of that happen the other night. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was tuning in and I was kind of taking the temperature and, and then all of a sudden during up all night, there was a woman asleep in the first oh, row. Oh, God. I mean, she was, was not little, up all night. It was a little past her bedtime. She was so not up all night. Uh-huh. And That's then actually a, really funny, though, to uh, think that it's while you were performing up all night. Total. <laughs> not me. Total juxtaposition of, like, not her. She is not She is yeah. not up she's at all. She's that contrarian. She's like, <laughs> she's oh, out up all night. night? How about this? No, she's out all night, man. Like this. so amazing. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope nobody else is seeing that because... Like we're gonna, somebody's gonna see it and break in the band, you know. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna look. No, I'm gonna not look at that. But I can't not. I can't quite. No, nope, then you're then you're you keep checking. Oh, she's totally, up, she... totally. And we're like coming up to, to intermission. So like, what happens at intermission? Does she wake up or like? 
Also, thank you for coming. It just it means a lot to me, even though you want you know you were it was nap time. Mm. Wonder if like in between you could hear her snort herself awake or something like what the. Oh, that would, oh been, that would be the best. I did uh, the Can only you time. Can libation, by the way? Sorry, real time. So real time. Absolutely. Thank you. The uh, the only time that I remember ever breaking when I was playing with a band was uh, <laughs> we the. So we were in college, and the house that we were allowed to practice in, yes, five women lived there, and the house was called the Brown Eye, <laughs> clearly named by a dude. Of course. And so as a thank you to them, we would always end our show and give like a big speech about that, and then we would cover Brown Eye Girl for all of them. Oh, God, love it. Like, okay. Yes. This is like the height of like 19, 20-year-olds. Yes, of course. Boys. Mm-hmm. And we were doing that, and that was – it was like it's such an easy song to play, and yeah. everybody knows it. And all I sang was the the high harmony on the chorus. So, like, I'm literally just playing block chords on a keyboard. Like, all right, here we go. So that was my... I would try and figure out, like, who was either super drunk or who was trying to hook up. Like, it's a great time to try and figure... Because that's when everybody's like, oh, this is the last song. We have to figure out what we're doing next. Absolutely. So, so the, I would just the head monitor start the turning. And I watched... <laughs> there was a girl who was very, very in love with... We had two lead singers. And JJ was... John is a handsome man, but JJ was gorgeous. And I was watching her staring at him. And she was like doing the, I'm going to bop my shoulders back and forth and kind of wait oh, for you to look wink, at me. Or doot doot with the eye, eyelashes. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And she was going to do the, <laughs> like the, the sultry, I'm going to take a sip out of my drink with the straw. Mm-hmm. And she poked herself right in the eye with oh. the fucking straw. And she like, and just went, ah! And just, <laughs> it just sounds like something I would do. Girl, go to the yeah. bathroom to like, uh-huh. red eye girl. Oh my god, I I I missed the next two. Like I was hitting weird minor yeah. chords because I couldn't stop laughing. And finally, I just had to stop playing for a second, like recenter and go back into it. And I was the only one in the band that saw it. Oh, so they were like, yeah. "What the fuck? How are you fucking this, this song up?" Yeah. Yeah, it was no, oh, because of the day. antics that are happening out oh there. It's a whole other show out there sometimes. And it She's wasn't looked, if you just tune in. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't just a poke. Like she went oh, hard, like, like hard in the paint. And it was oh, the, especially the, if she was like really trying to be sexy. Yep. And then oh. and it was it was the, it wasn't like the normal clear straw. It was those thinner like pink oh. and magenta oh. ones. Uh, oh yeah, which That's don't bend as easy. They don't. And I mean, it had like the sound she hurt. made, the look she made, and the fact that she ran to the bathroom. Like that had to be brutal. <laughs> if we could just be, always be filming, always can we always be filming? Like, want, we're getting I there. I mean, I have those moments when I'm on stage. And I'm like, can't we just be filming? I want that. That show. I want that on repeat. That stuff. five Catch second it. loop. Well, there was a video. There was a meme I saw recently where a guy. I don't know what he was doing, but he got a straw in his eye, and then he he managed to like grab it. No, because he closed his eye and he grabbed it and like no. pulled it out of the cup. Mm. No, I uh, stuff. Ouch. I stuff. No, me too, dude. I I don't care about anything, but I stuff's weird for me. We don't need to tell the story on the podcast, but the the closest I've ever come to vomiting from watching something <laughs> involved I stuff, and I can't. Well, cheers! <laughs> cheers! Not getting straws. Cheers! Not getting straws. No, can't stab myself if I don't have a straw. That's right. Not Ain't no time. straws in my claws. <laughs> <laughs> no straws. <laughs> That's great. Oh boy. Thank God. Mm-hmm. No eye injuries with the claws either. We're the claw God. The claw God. Right. Number three. Bring it. Okay, what's your favorite job well done libation? 
after a successful show or writing or recording session. It could be like a Miller High Life. It could be something fancy like a Top Shelf Bourbon. Different, you know, different times call for different yeah, beverages. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> you're right. So, okay. It's evolved. It's okay. evolved sure. in, in my years of life, in yeah. my performing life, for right. sure. Um, we are maturing in many ways. Yeah. Right. And I think there's still compartmentalizing here that happens. So sure. I'm a golfer. I golf. Oh, okay. Cool. And I think everyone says when they say I'm a golfer, I don't do it well, but I do it. And that's me. Right. I really don't. I've never break. I've never broken a hundred. I just this summer got a one hundred and four and was yeah. like, "That's my that's my lowest." And it's not I great, but I love it. Right. So job well done on the golf course is fireball. Always. always oh really? Fireball. Okay. Nice. But I cannot and will not and cannot enter fireball into my performing life. That will not happen. So that's the time and place. Fireball. Fireball golf. is only on the golf course. Between every hole? No. Is that why you're, no, just that why after. It's a 104? Just okay. after. <laughs> just, okay. You just can't. After. You cannot do it. I mean, yeah. we use it as birdie juice. So if you do get a birdie, uh, then you're going to do it. Then you need, okay. But for me, that's like maybe once a, maybe once a game. Okay. Maybe not. Um, but just after, like, okay, here, you know, so that's sure. the thing. But. Fireball cannot, they cannot be crossed into my professional <laughs> life. Must be compartmentalized. It absolutely. <laughs> not, it like, 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 needs to be. I can't even <laughs> describe to you. This is a whole other podcast of why whiskey doesn't enter into my professional life. Yeah. <laughs> so, fun fact. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the artificial cinnamon that they use in Fireball and Dentine and uh, Big Red, uh-huh. uh, I'm allergic to, and it oh, makes my entire mouth go numb. Thank God. So, like, I <laughs> did Fireball in an episode, yeah, too. And well, I was I, wondering how that was going to go. I have to constantly think about what I'm saying. Because of that. Because I can't feel my tongue, so mm. I have to make sure that I'm consciously, like, thinking about everything so every now and then because i have a number of golfer friends like you who like i've never seen this bottle in any of their houses no, no. and then we're out there and they'll just pull it out and be like you here we never, go wait is this like, a thing People you will never fireball? find it is 100 percent a thing you will never find it in my house you will you will not mm-hmm. i either have to stop on the way to golf or it's already happening there okay and there was a time where there was a bucket of those little babies like in my golf bag little airplane bottles but they never came in my house mm-hmm. yeah um, wow, I've never heard that. So there's that, Learning right? Learning a lot so of new I, things today. I think of <laughs> celebratory and more of that. But now, and now I'm on tour, right? I'm in the middle of tour. I'm in the smack dab middle. I've got 13 right. shows left. Yep. Um, our celebratory right now. There's only there's only like three of us that actually drink on this tour. In, out of ten. Out oh, of really? A crew of ten. Okay. Um, is your father one of them or no? My father is one of them. Drinking with dad. Drinking with dad. Hashtag drinking with dad. Um, it has just really been beer, but I have had to introduce another factor into the thing, which my dad will not do, Ooh, which is actually on. really fun. So <laughs> I, um, I will bring out the brandy when I have vocal issues and I've been really hurting mm-hmm. in the okay. past couple of weeks of whatever. It's just whatever it is, if it's dryness or whatever, just sing, yeah. singing in the first, and like for two years I've not sang and then all of a sudden I'm singing and then I get through Some of that winter things. dryness too. And brandy is always the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's, if there's singers listening to it, they'll be nodding their head like, Do you do yeah. straight or in tea or? Blackberry. 
brandy. Like Polish. Oh, Polish. Definitely Polish. Friend of the Polish. podcast. And Polish not Tony Zaccardi. But warm. <laughs> warm, really? Warm. Oh. Warm it up. Room temperature. Either warm it up. No warm, like microwave. Okay. And or if there's oh. hot water in the green room. Okay. I'm going to mix just a tiny bit to make it warm. So, so that's been my celebratory thing, um, especially in the last two weeks. But my dad decided to bring up the most hilarious story when I brought it out of my purse. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> I had it in the thing. I was like, all yeah. right, we did it, you guys. Opening night. Opening Boom. night. Thunk. Opening week, two weeks now that we've done. Um, <laughs> I kind of saw my dad go, oh, like, of like a visceral, like, oh, no, oh, like. Mm. We call that a pre-coil, <laughs> where you recoil before you do the thing. Recoil. I love it. Um, yeah, oh, my God. And just by the way, you know, my dad has been really bonding this year with, with everyone. Not that it doesn't always happen, but, like, this year it's just very special. Sure. Cool. All of the boys in the band just, like, gravitate toward him. He's, like, he's sharing stories that I've never heard. <laughs> this is where it comes in. Oh, that's got to be cool. He kind of does this thing, <laughs> and I was like, what's the what? What's the what? And he's like, I've never told you. Okay. And I was like, no, you have not told me. Um, he's like, well, when your sister was born, again, doesn't have to do with me because I'm yeah. the good girl. Right. When your sister was born, um, back in the day in the 70s, we couldn't be there with C-section. Uh, I couldn't come to like the next day or whatever. Like it happened in an hour that he couldn't be there. And okay. he went to the bar and he was like, I had a baby girl. Also, again, they did not know with me or my sister what they were having. Sure. Yeah. 76 and 80. Yeah. So they just were like, baby Perkins was happening. Yep. And so he had a girl, and he was at the bar, and of course, everyone gave him blackberry brandy shots. And again, I'm just learning this story in real time in the past couple days. Oh, shit. And, um, and he puked. And That's he amazing. says it was the only, first and only time in his entire life, he is 60, he just turned 67. Did he puked while drinking. He's a Scorpio, that he puked. Up with drinking. Wild. Wow. Blackberry brandy. Which Shout is out now, to also Brian Hoffman. Which is now my choice. Yeah. Celebratory drink. So can we coin, if you heat it up, since you're simmering it, can we call it Polish sausage? Yeah. I do like that. Yes. I'm down. Oh, Blackberry sausage. A couple, uh, <laughs> couple of Polish sausages over here, please. A <laughs> couple of Polish. Hey. They would never know what we were saying if nope, we ordered they would, it. They would have no idea. They'd be like, what? Man, that's amazing. Blackberry brandy. Quamble but sauce. it is the singer's dream. Yeah. It's a singer's dream. I, I agree with you. Uh, brandy. Not too much, but. Brandy, honey, lemon, hot water. 100%. Every time. 100%. Absolutely. Um, for me, I do I do have to admit that I enjoy bubbles as like a celebratory thing. Because yeah, I don't right. I don't love them normally. I don't usually. Really? Okay. I don't. It's, I, it's not, well, not that I don't love them. I don't, I don't seek them out normally. Like if I'm at a if I'm at a restaurant, I usually don't look at the sparkling section. I don't I, ever. Um, and I I have. It's where we part, my friends. Well, but that's the thing is I when we started bugs. this hashtag uh, celebrate everything. Mm. There is something because I've associated it solely with celebration. There is something that kind of adds to it, just because of how I've defined it in my head that when I stop and buy a bottle of something that's sparkling or effervescent, 
it still feels special. Even it doesn't matter if it's fucking twenty bucks or I hear you thirty bucks. Right. Like I enjoy popping that bottle and I being like, you. "We're doing this." Like everything, like mm-hmm. all of that. I'm into all of that. But if I, I if I really had to drill down and say like, "What is my celebratory thing?" It's the infinity bottle. I have that. Okay, uh, the yeah, infinity sure. bottle. So I have a a, a crystal decanter. That um, when any of my uh, American bourbon gets down to about 10% left, I pour it into this same decanter. And I will pour off of that until it gets down to about 25%. Uh-uh. And then I won't touch it again until we refill it so that none of that is ever actually poured out. So as it Got grows, it. there's like at this point, I think there's 41 different whiskeys in there. Oh and my God. You can you can slowly. It's kind of a thing. A lot of people have been, really more cool. recently, at least people have been doing. And it's it, and and that's the thing. Like there's mm-hmm. there's nothing crazy expensive in there. I think the most expensive bottle I've poured in there was like seventy dollars. Yeah, it would be and, no use. Yeah, but what what I end up with is something that I made for me that doesn't exist anywhere else on earth. And it makes me it's like a Cuvée Solera yeah. situation, and it just makes yeah. me really happy because it's a thing. There's also a little How bit. How full of, does that thing stay? Do you about about a half to two thirds? Okay, so you so that's why you you. Treat it as a special occasion. Correct. See how see how it's coming along. Like, yeah. Okay. So it's just a decanter. You call it infinity because it's never empty. Correct. And right. Okay. It keeps so, resupplementing it. it. And so it's, it's it. none of Solera, the whiskeys you know, from the from, it never empties. Yes. For the very first one on, that one will never be. It could be maybe less than one percent, but it'll never be gone. Oh, so there's man, a little I bit of that this. still in there. That's yeah, like a mother. Yeah, so it's, it's like, a mother. No it's matter a, it's how a mother long whiskey. Also, I picture it. it on a fireplace. Is it on top of a fireplace? Like mantle? Honestly, it's, it's it on. Be. And this is a sentence that I've never said in my life. <laughs> it is on the sexiest barrister's bookshelf, like lawyer's bookcase oh. ever. Because my wife is fucking incredible and it's so good with woodworking. She went and found like an original 1960s lawyer's bookshelf. No Brought it way. home, sanded the entire thing down, oh. restained it to match our dining room table, which we also had custom made for us. The Law and Order sound just played in my head for some reason. <laughs> and, it, and it sits on top of that. So all of, all of the bottles are all in the shelf. So it's a, it's a pull-out glass uh, front, so you can see all the bottles. Oh my god! You pull it out, and then it slides in on the top, and you can grab the bottles. That decanter sits on top, as this is the celebration. Also, oh, what's your wife's name? Jenny. So Jenny needs to come and sand this table down and see <laughs> what she can do with this piece. Uh, in I'm front trying of to remodel right the office. So Jenny, Jenny's, Jenny's trying to get him a completely new custom table. Yeah, I'm she's trying, up to. To, trying to get. Trying to get everything redone. <laughs> no, that is so cool. Like yeah. I love the visual of thinking about that and and having your special place for well, it. And, and, the, yeah. and the reason that I love it, the reason I, I, I talk about it a lot is it's a gift that you're giving to yourself through patience, which I do yeah. not have much of. Mm-hmm. My uh, my instant reward centers are banging at all times. Me too. And given, giving myself a thing that I have to wait on, that if it gets too low, I have to build back up. And then another yes. way, it with the the Midwesterners in us that leave the little bit in the bottom of all the bottles. <laughs> I know it, it also helps get rid of all those. I was or the just last piece of pizza or yeah. thinking about that. Like, why do we do that? You no go idea. through my liquor cabinet right now, and it's it's happening uh, all over the place. Yeah, I hate that because it takes up room. I have yep. too much booze. Is it because we and throw these things in and nobody takes the last pulse? Correct. So it's just like oh no, mm. I put it back up. Everybody's in the thing. No, I want to. I want to get rid of them. It makes me actively want to drink. What What's left of those sure. bottles? Very like, true. Right now, I got yeah one of my old Forester bottles. I have one right next to 
the bottle that has an ounce left in it that is full. And I'm like, why the fuck is that taking space up? I should just because finish it. So when I go less. home, I'm probably going to drink that. And I got also a little bit of mezcal from my birthday. Uh, so, Quam, that, that particular bottle, because I want to lead this into my own answer. Yeah. So when you're drinking the Infinity bottle, is it typically something that you enjoy by yourself? Like. Job well done. Uh, I have poured some, like, obviously Jenny's open to grab it whenever uh, she wants. Sure. And usually we'll just drink it together if we're going to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, a few people that have been over, like, I've, I've poured out f- before. But it's also, like, because it's so fleeting and it goes down so quick, it's not, like, I don't want to, this isn't a worthy celebration. It's true. <laughs> the, if every glass we pour means that I have to drink through another two or three bottles of other whiskey to fill it back up Replenish. before I can do it again. Yeah. So the scarcity makes it a little bit... I, I'm yeah, more, you don't want to go too far down either because I'm you more want to tre- dominate yeah. the volumes. And I'm more trepidatious with that just because sure, sure. it takes a lot of time and a lot of... Uh, Truth. Lot of, we're going to put effort in quotes uh, to drink the other boozes down enough to go in there because I don't ever want to pour in like a quarter of a bottle of something because then that flavor no. would dominate it. Yeah. Right. And what I really love right. about that is that it has all of these little notes from all of these whiskeys that I really love. Oh God, and I love that. it that part of it, I, I don't ever want to ruin the method that I've been working on no, for so don't long. Do that. So because of that, it, it it's usually like I'll have one with her or I'll have one with a friend who's celebrating something or mourning something. Yeah. And then cool. And then that's that goes away. <laughs> that's that. And then we'll bust out a bottle. And if we want to really get after it, we'll I love that. this. <laughs> I'm in on sure, the infinity sure. decanter. Oh, it's, it's the best. I'll I'll send you a picture of it. Please do. It's, it's amazing. I've, uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends who do it. I've never done it. I'm not super into it. I have had some of your mm-hmm. blends that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I I do think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Uh, but what's what, Charles? What's yours? So what's I realized celebratory. Well, I realized because I ask versions of a, this type of a question a lot. It's like a genre almost for our program. Sure. I think the last time was when I asked Andy Boderman what beverages he uses to um, do mise en place, mm-hmm. actively prepare, and then consume and enjoy barbecue. Yep. So this is a version of that, and I I don't necessarily think of my answer to my own question until after the fact. And I was like, wow, uh, I guess w- as with many things in my life, it's like a choose your own adventure thing. And part of the reason I asked you, do you enjoy that on your own? Is uh, it occurred to me that whenever I celebrate a year, another year of the existence of my business here, Patmos Design and Identity, I enjoy a really nice whiskey. Mm-hmm. By myself. Yeah. Like I pour myself a really great bourbon. Um, actually, this year I enjoyed some bourbon with Mr. Ben Quam in my garage. We had some old-fashioned right. uh, uh, Old Forester birthday bourbon. Wonderful. Nice. And so I, I noticed that, okay, factor of one, I will consume a top-shelf bourbon, most likely by myself with a cigar. Factor of two typically is my wife. We drink bubbles. I love champagne, oxidized champagnes. I'm yeah. like currently morbidly obsessed with because they're delicious. And so I, uh, if if it's she and I celebrating something, we ref- we we go to bubbles a lot. Like oh, we're celebrating something. Let's let's drink some good champagne. If it's a factor of three or more, it's going somewhere and having someone make cocktails for us. And I kind of like that by myself. Yeah. Top shelf mm-hmm. bourbon with my wife, bubbles with friends. We're like a meteor. 
Megas cocktails. It's you know whatever occasion yeah. we're celebrating a holiday I or like a birthday that. or something. I uh, I'm I'm gonna throw something out and I don't want to loop either one of you in on this okay. Uh, okay. unless fine unless you want to jump in on it. Whatever. Might. I'm already um, in on the repurposing leftover yeah. things. So yeah. <laughs> loop me in. Here we go. So we're learning so much. If <laughs> if if I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. Um, Allegedly, uh, my Uh-oh. favorite my favorite thing. Drug honestly, use is coming into play if he says allegedly. Correct. Allegedly, <laughs> or a uh, police officer. I am. <laughs> I am a. I. I love. I love cooking with mushrooms, but I also love, mm, I love other mushrooms. things with mushrooms. And I. I have. I have. I have allegedly been known to make some tinctures, and I do. Um, if I really wanted to celebrate by myself, uh, I would put on my favorite music and allegedly allegedly try some of that and that is my oh. favorite thing because if you oh, don't it's a it's still a drink if yeah exactly still well, a that's drink. what i'm saying still a drink. so i do wow. that with with like soda water the end around okay. and i love um, this and if you don't go hard in the paint, if you go easy, mm-hmm. soda stream of consciousness. Correct. If you go soda stream of consciousness <laughs> I on love it, this. Uh, what you Hold end on, up man, with? I got too many <laughs> names. <laughs> for this episode. What you what it's what it does is it turns up all of the beauty of what I love about music. Okay. And that is the gift that I give to myself um, a few times a year. Is if I'm like alone for a whole night, it's my favorite thing on earth. I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. Are you ready? Because that sounds lovely mm-hmm. and awesome, and I kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that somebody who does that for a living every single day, do you think that I would understand the beauty mm-hmm. more if I Absolutely. did that? Or would I be like, fuck no, no, no. that? No. I've been doing that for like, no. so, you know, like I need to find the beauty in like my paintings. So or here's, here's a great example. Ocean. Here's there, there, there are, and again, as somebody, there's sometimes I have to actually turn the music off. Correct. Like I, I actually have to, there is just, I've been and the, the, submerged, you know? So yeah. the reason yeah. that my music library is as deep as it is, is because I loved like boom bap hip hop hooked me and I was yeah, in, sure. and that was the fuel for what made me be a DJ. And I found yeah. I, I fell in love with EDM shortly thereafter, and Got then it. that kind of went there. When I when I'm in that mood and I'm listening at home, I go the completely opposite direction. The music that I want to listen to when I do that has nothing to do with what I had monetized and turned into a job. And I can still find a lot of love in all of that, even when I, I was DJing that. five nights a week. That I could still find love in that, but not all the time. There were times where like I couldn't listen to rap at home for years nope. because it reminded me too much of work. Mm. Yeah. So what like for me personally, if I had to list it off really quick, it would be uh Peter Gabriel Secret World Live from Italy. It would be I just got the chills. I didn't know I loved you even more than I <laughs> It would be um, the cartoon movie Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Oh my god. Uh, and then it's usually a mixture of live performances from artists that I really, really love. Yeah, live. And live that's that it, all of that music is so far away from anything that I ever considered work that that becomes celebratory on its own. And then yeah. when you have something that all it does is turn up the beauty visually and the beauty that you hear. Yes. Okay. It, like that. I get it, you. That's like. <laughs> all right. There was there, there was a moment I had a personal celebration, <laughs> and uh, during COVID, 
uh, Jimmy Eat World uh, played oh. Clarity <laughs> front to back live on TV. Uh-huh. And I thought okay. it was going to be like them just doing like a normal concert. And they ended up playing in this like beautiful old stone building. And some yeah. some unbelievably amazing art and lighting director lit everything. The most gorgeous performance. And then they had cameras all in there. And it would just slowly pan around. And they played all facing each other. Isn't there a Minnesota connection mm. also to this band? I feel like there is, but I don't yeah. know what it is. Okay. Clarity was just one of those records that a friend of mine, Chad Lemire, gave me. And it fucked my world up. I didn't know anything that sounded like that, and I just I, I was absolutely enamored. We'll look this up after, but there yeah. is there is some sort of Minnesota connect. And the last the last song is like ten minutes long, and it's basically like the last three minutes. It's them looping it and sort of playing it over and over. And uh, Jim Atkins brought out like a looping station and started doing all kinds of cool shit with it. Yeah, and it like again it was that was a gift for me, and all of a sudden I realized like it's like. Six o'clock in the evening, and I'm just like big fucking heavy tears coming straight down my face in like the most beautiful way. And to this day, I hear that album differently because because of that moment. Yeah, and that's what I love about that is is the 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 rush fades very quickly. Yes, but whatever I found beautiful that lingers and that stays. Held on to it. Yeah, and I I didn't mean to laugh, but when you said personal celebration, I was thinking of Cats Double Entendres. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, (laughs) we've all had a couple personal celebrations here and there. My my Christmas songs for sure. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. I'm Christian. I might I might just I might just loop in little. John going, oh, skeet, 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 skeet. Uh, The other day, uh, some friends were telling me they were playing some video games online and they're playing against seven year olds who are basically pros and they're yelling stuff at them that they don't understand. And they were like, Charles, what do you yell when you're playing? I'm like, I don't know when I shoot them. I just yell skeet, skeet, skeet. They have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's fucking amazing. (laughs) Uh, all right, I feel like that deserves a, a poll and another question. A poll and a white cloth. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet. <laughs> Can we just say that when we do that? Like skeet shooting, right? Yeah. Is that oh. Eat the skeet. Right? That's, skeet that's shooting, what I'm right? saying. <laughs> I love that that song was in the... Um, which, which Need for Speed was that? Need for Speed, the like street racing one? It was the, no, it was like the original street racing one. That was the song on the menu. And I was like, did anyone listen to the fucking lyrics before they made this the theme song no. of a racing video game? No. I, uh, I- <laughs> they didn't. Clearly they didn't. <laughs> or didn't know. It's fine. No. It's fine if you don't know. No. It was too early. <laughs> I, I DJed before a twi- uh, Timberwolves game, and uh, I got yelled at for playing a Tribe Called Quest song. And okay. the guy that yelled at me was in the second row. And I'm standing on the court getting ready to go out and do a thing on the microphone. And I looked over, and uh, the Timberwolves dance team came out to um, bend over, make your knees touch your elbows. And uh, he was smiling and filming the whole thing. Oh, of course. And I'm like, are we mad about Tribe Called Quest using a naughty word? Or did you just not like the hip-hop that didn't come with boob jiggling in your face? Exactly. Yeah, there's a lesson in there. I love yeah. that. I love there's that. a lesson in there somewhere. I love that you know the insides of that, too. Like, you know, not many people. You're not Gen Pop. You're not Gen Pop. <laughs> no, no. I try to be <laughs> as, as inside as I can. <laughs> Wink. Charles, I believe you're Charles? you're going back to back, yeah? Uh, th- this would be the... Or do I need to pee? Should I pee or should we ask? 
Let's see where we are. We can, we can, well, I'll ask the question, and if you would like to take a moment to think about it, then we can discuss. Let's do that. Uh, Question number four Name a quirk or aversion of yours that others find unusual. This Ooh. might be the kind of thing you need to think yeah, about. You want to think about it for a second? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take All right. Yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump. In. Okay. Quam, well, you going to so, take this? Yeah, because I, I can't believe that I have to keep having this goddamn fight. Uh-huh. I don't understand why so many people disagree with my distaste for sour cream on Mexican food. Oh, yeah. Well, we brought this up I, multiple times. I got yelled at this week for it. And really? I just don't understand. Like, like, yelled at? Here's for the, real? Yelled like, at? Well, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why do you have to customize shit? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not. I just don't <laughs> understand the point of said dairy. I Nate don't. back today told us the ingredients he puts on a burrito. And when he said sour cream, I thought of you instantly. I like, what? Get the instantly, fuck out of here. I thought of you. I was like, oh, <laughs> Quam would be mad at you for that. <laughs> but I feel like again, like you said, we've we've talked about this before, sure. so I don't need to go like that hard in the paint on it. Um, I I do I don't know if we've talked about this. I do have a weird um, sensory aversion to mm. raw onions on things that aren't crunchy, like like if it's the only crunchy texture. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Like so, uh, like a diced onion. So do you. You won't do diced raw onion even if it's fine on like a smash burger? Correct. You don't like it? I, I no. will still eat it, especially if it's prepared by somebody that I think is yeah, making. Geez. This is Would what I think is a good burger. Okay. But if if I have my – it's it's one of those things. I used to hate onions when I was a kid. Okay, and so now, you don't want that to be the texture because it makes it more noticeable perhaps? I, no, it's I love the flavor. I love yeah, everything yeah. about it. Okay. I put onions in literally everything I cook. Sure. But it's the biting into something soft that's weird. That has it's biting into something soft that all of a sudden there's like a weird little bit of crunch. Uh It grosses me out and I I'm mad at myself about that one because I'm like I enjoy all of the properties that this is bringing to this food. Okay. I would say the same thing with um in a burrito. Sure. When there's raw onions in a burrito, I can't stand that that's the only crunchy thing. The other thing there. I was thinking of was like a soft taco or something. Yeah, same thing. It, okay. All of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will still. So if, even if it's fine, like if, just the crunching yep. it at all. If that's how it's prepared, I try not to be like childish and be like, mm. I don't want those. Because I don't have, like, I, I don't dislike anything except it's a weird feeling that I do not enjoy. I equate the feeling of crunchy onions on a taco or on a, uh, like a soft taco or on a burger with like when you're walking in socks and all of a sudden one of your feet is wet and oh, you God. don't know what made it wet. Oh. Well, that's uh, yeah. That, <laughs> I hate that feeling. Even though well, now I, I understand you, even though I don't have that problem with onions, but there's you, you know that I hate being wet when I'm yeah, intended no, to be. Exactly. And I wear socks all the time. That's, I love socks. Me too. That's, a wet sock. Fuck a wet sock, man. I can't stand Fuck it. Fuck a wet sock. The worst. <laughs> the worst. It's, 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 the same, it's the same, like, even if it's in my house, and I know that I just got home 10 minutes ago, and it's probably because I walked into the house with my shoes on and then walked back and took them off, and then I step in that room temperature water 10 minutes later, I'm still just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel every time that happens. When I didn't know there was going to be raw onions on something that's <laughs> got off. it. Now again, on a salad, when everything else is crunchy, like fine, we're good. 
It's just sure. when that's the only crunchy texture, it creeps me out. And I don't, there's nothing else that falls into that category for me. And I don't know if it's like a, a lingering thing from my childhood of hating onions. And now that I love <laughs> cooked onions on everything, like my something in the back of me is like, not this one, motherfucker. But like, I, I don't know. It just grosses me out and I can't explain it. I can't defend it to my foodie friends. I'm like, I literally don't understand why. And I will push through it, especially if, like, if we have 12 people ordering food and it's a nice restaurant, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, I want something different. No onions. I'll go through it, but I still, the first bite, I still just like wince. Like, "Mm." that's like, that is like my hatred of water chestnuts. I'll eat them. I'll eat them, but they're fucking trash. Mm-hmm. I wish it was anything else. And there's never a time that I don't think about it. Like, once that yeah, happens, right. then I'm like, here we go again. Right, yeah. Like, mm, nope. So I'm weird because. So your answer, did you answer this? No, it was just peed? me. Just okay, got it. So I have, I, we've talked about it a lot in the podcast. I don't understand sour cream and Mexican food. Yeah, he's anti- Get the fuck out of here. Oh. I don't need something that mutes all the flavors oh. that I love. Yeah. Not a not a crema. fan of that. Crema. Yeah, still crema. just he doesn't get care out. for it. Um, and then and then raw onions, onions on. If it's a tex- soft, he's saying food. if it's the texture differential, if it's correct, the crunch of an or onion like is the texture. Mm-hmm. It is not for him. Correct. Something you wouldn't really think about, but the first thing, first place my mind went is if you get like a smash burger and it has the raw diced white onion yes. on it. And he does not care for that. Okay. Bob does not care. For you that. could put an inch thick of cooked onions on top of that, and I would eat five of them. But, but if there's pickle on there, then the onion wouldn't bother you. Like a it crunchy depends, pickle. It's, yeah. It, again, it would have to be crunchy pickle. It's because be usually pickle. it's a thin slice. Okay. So it's all mm-hmm. floppy. Yeah. Like right. if we go like thick dill slices, absolutely. Like then it's all mm-hmm. together. And I love pickles so much that I would I fight if my through my burger that. situation would bother you. Well, I'll have to figure I it out. I do what is – what I can only describe as a relish, but it's not relish. It's – what it is is quick pickled shallots mm-hmm. – and the pickled cornichons that I make, and then I dice them equal parts mm-hmm. 50-50 together, and then that goes on the burger. It's not raw. But again, it's pickled. It's pickled, I'm but also but also right shallots now. are so thin when the layers peel off that it's not the same crunch. Oh, it's very fine. I'm it's used like, to like super fine a minced. restaurant chop where it's like a centimeter square. I'm just, what I'm curious about is where the line is, right? Like I don't know. We're going to have to figure it okay, out. Okay, well. If you tell me you don't like my burger, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> we, we flip this bruised yep. table. <laughs> yeah, let's sell this table and call it good, okay? We'll split the profits and be done with it. Cat, uh, what about you? Where okay. is there is there find a, something? a quirk? Is there... Remind me, just say the whole question in... Because, okay, because right, now so you went food-wise. Name so a now. quirk or an aversion of yours that others find unusual. Okay, okay, okay. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Um, it just has nothing to do with food. No. Although I'm a picky eater. It doesn't got to be food. Yeah, I will just, I will say I'm a picky eater. I will if, say that. If this makes okay. you feel any better, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, I have to set my alarm clock by multiples of 13. Oh. And if I don't set it by this a multiple of 13, I don't, I feel like I'm not going to wake up to my alarm. We all wow. have such weird stuff that we don't even think about actively. That gotta, is crazy awesome. Super uh, fucking weird. But also in the age of phones and alarms like it doesn't even matter like if you have a partner they won't know that it's in the 13s right mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just happening it's mm-hmm. going on all right yep okay my quirk okay um and i've always had this but um 
It's got, it's elevated. It, I've elevated <laughs> in the last two years. Uh, I'm a creative, obviously. I'm a singer, songwriter, like always in the creative realm. I don't have any other medium, by the way. I don't, I'm not like a painter or like a, I'm just, I'm very musical. But yeah. Um, I'm a water baby. So, and this is twofold. So, I'm very creative in water. Okay. Oh. So, for the last 20 years, I've written most of everything that you've ever heard from, by me in the bathtub. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm it's just, so jealous. I'm just so, and, and also, I can't swim. That's the second fold of that. Ah. I can't Fuck, swim. That's amazing. I, I literally sink. I'm a sinker. I've tried to swim. I've taken lessons. I've done the thing. I can kind of stay alive. <laughs> kind of. Okay. I mean, you I've could survive a situation. You could survive. I've never been tested to the point of like, will I live? Which <laughs> yeah. my answer would probably be no. So it's not recreational. Swimming for you is not recreational. No. I sink. I can't. I can tread water for like two minutes. Anyway. <laughs> Thank God I've never like had to survive that way. But yeah. the last two years, so with this water aversion or quirk thing, um, I've taken it to another level. So I um, I have two living rooms in my house. This is ridiculous. Also, it's a rental. Sorry if my landlord's listening right now, but um, it is a rental. So. Oh, they're I, listening. They're long-time listeners. <laughs> Thank All God. landlords listen to my <laughs> yeah. No, I can promise you, we don't even know who the landlord of this house is, just so you know. Like, we don't know. <laughs> it's a big, giant corporation. Okay, um, great. So there's two living rooms. And I was like, why the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Also, what? You know, like, 1956 built house. Like, I get it. Sort of-ish. Uh-huh. Living room in a family room. Yeah, maybe like they hung up. Or maybe like one was a cigar room. If it was a cigar room, that oh. would be even more sexy to or me. Or one right. had the plastic on all the furniture, and that was the show living room. Right? And then you had the one that the kids were allowed well, That's in. the dying room. Living room in a dying room. That's where yeah. the plastic's on everything. Like, so. not, if you walked into my house, like, you would even be like, why? It doesn't really make sense. And you can tell that they added on the second one. Sure. But okay. the second one has, like, a fireplace and this beautiful yes. rock and amazing... And I put my piano in there and, like, my desk, and, and it was super cozy for a second, but then I was like, you know what this room needs? A bathtub. It needs a bathtub. Oh, or, shit. <laughs> or what? a bubbly bu- a bathtub. bathtub. Yeah. Shame. Why wouldn't it? So Amazing. I put a hot tub in You are my fucking room. hero. So I call it the hot tub room now. Fireside like, hot tub. Yes. Dude, I am, I am a hot tub and sauna addict. And Thank I you. like this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in I my just life. Feel like we, you we connect on pickles and water. <laughs> you and just described <laughs> my dream world. Like, yeah. oh my god! Yes, there is champagne in the hot sub room. So there <laughs> is, and there really is. There really is. So my friends, you know, it was like it was kind of like this, like day, dis, like one day decision. Like it was on yeah. the morning. I was like, can you guys come help me because I'm going to do this? And they, oh. like, two friends came and helped me, and we put this hot tub in. This room and of course that's a free pass. I helped you remember. Exactly. Now I get to use it at all times. Exactly. Yeah. It is a lot of maintenance. Let me just say, well, I bet if, if there's any hot tub owners out there listening, you know that chemistry comes in really hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, just maintenance in general, um, cleaning, all the things, right? You know. So like, I learned a lot, and that's fine because I love it, mm-hmm. and I love. I actually really love getting the chemistry right, which is fun for me because sure. I never have any qualms of like, yeah. Come and sit in my hot tub. We're fine. I do I do the chemistry every day of like 
you're going to be safe. It's fine. Um, but also, I cannot tell you how much creativity has come out of this goddamn hot tub over the Amazing. past two years. That's rad. And records, songs, things you're going to hear in the next <laughs> fucking so cool. year that's going to come out because I wrote it in the hot tub. Um it's it's amazing. So that's my quirk. I'm a water girl, but I and I can't swim. So all right, I want to try and make I'm going to try and make a connection right here. Okay, go and ahead. I think that you and I meet in the hot tub. Okay, because, with pickles. Correct. Because you you can't swim, so a hot tub provides you all of the joy, but also no zero danger. Zero danger. Yep. I am this size, and I have been in a total of two bathtubs in my life that I could actually relax yeah. in. Oh, there you go. Because if I sit with my legs straight to relax, yeah, all of my torso is out of the water. Right. And if I get my torso under the water, my legs have to be like up the wall. So hot tub is you. really like the only like the only warm way. bath that That I is the only way for you. Can rock. And I find so much comfort. Like <laughs> the way that people are like, yeah, I just lit some candles and I listen to some music. That's what I feel about a hot tub. I put my AirPods in Me, yeah. and I just put my head back and I'm like, oh, this is how people relax in bathtubs. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel know. like that's where the, the Venn diagram of our water things overlaps it. Totally this provides does. warmth, safety, and room to be creative. <laughs> Never mind the almost 2,000 um, ton or pounds of water that's sitting in my living room, every day that I wake up, I'm like, when does this end up in the basement? That's amazing. <laughs> but whatever. It's a rental. It's a rental. <laughs> Charles, what about you, man? What's your what's your quirkiness? I got a lot of stuff, but the one I'll touch what? on today. <laughs> yeah. One I'll touch on today. Pun intended. <laughs> I have an aversion to certain types of fabrics, which oh. I don't remember if we've discussed this on the podcast. I don't think but... we have. So, like, wool and other, like, prickly fabrics, I have, a, like, a, a startling aversion to. Wow. Really? If, if I see friends wearing, like, a certain type of a sweater, I'll, I'll like, go up to them and I'll, I'll do real quick, oh. like, a, like, an electric shock like test, you know, just to is. touch them to see if I can touch it. Uh, I did it to Nate a couple of weeks ago at Cigar Club just to see if he was wearing, like, something Filson. And we used to talk about the fit and stuff, and it looked cool, and I wanted to see if it was something that I could ever actually own. And I did, like, the... Like touched him to see if, oh and he was like, "What are you doing?" Do you know the cartoon Salad Fingers? No. Oh fuck! Mm. All right. uh, I'm I'm going to apologize <laughs> to anybody out there who decides to actually look this up. The okay. the creepiest and most amazing cartoon ever is a ten part series uh, from a British uh, artist called Salad Fingers, and <laughs> I the the very first the very first episode is him talking about the main character talking about how much he loves the feel of rusty spoons. Oh, and it's just him you know what I do know I, I know rubbing. this. I know this. Yeah. And I know this. all oh. I can picture is you with that look on your face just rubbing your I should have worn a wool sweater tonight. <laughs> so I have a feeling that Marnie knows that she can keep me away if she wears certain things in her wardrobe. <laughs> that I'm like, uh-uh. Not no, today, no, motherfucker. Pulling no, it up. That not thing's today. prickly. I am not. I, I remember being a kid and walking through department stores, and then there'd be two aisles of sweaters, and trying to get between them, I felt like the, uh, remember the NES Ninja Turtles game, where there was the electrified seaweed, and you could <laughs> the hardest level never of ever oh, get God, through. Yes. That's what I would feel like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Don't touch me, please. My. Yeah, so that's me. Oh, I, wow. I, I There's certain fabrics I just can't fuck with. I cannot. Like, it does something to me. Just electrifies my whole body. 
I just had this little flashback of my, sixth, my sixth grade year. <laughs> um, so yeah. when I was a sixth grader, my teacher was a first year teacher. So just think about this. Like, you know, we're like, what, 12-ish, 11, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Yeah. She was like 21, 22, just graduated. And um, she had this thing with gloves, cotton gloves. Because in uh, her childhood, it was something of her classmates sucking on the ooh, cotton, oh, you know, those stretchy okay, gloves. Okay, that just sounds gross. So, oh, yeah. like, she had this cr- – so, like, when we went to recess every year – or every – in the wintertime, yeah. in that year, she was, like – she was just, like, ah, in the corner, like, freaking out. Like, I can't watch you guys put on those gloves because ooh, of this. Okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. She could, probably, like, taste it when she saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's probably it, – it's kind of a similar thing to me. Like, if I see someone, like – if someone's wearing a sweater like that and they're like, it's so cozy and they're like touching it, if I see them do it, it makes me really... <laughs> what about uh, cashmere? Are you good with cashmere? Are we good with... Uh, yeah, no, cashmere's not prickly. It's cashmere's not, not prickly. It's, not. I, it it's looks, like... Prick, it could like, look I say like wool. It. I say wool, but it's more wooly looking. I don't think it's... Like, yeah, I don't think it's looking. like a specific fabric. Yeah. It's the texture. Yeah, yeah the raw the texture of it. I will. I will just tell you right now to avoid former guest of the podcast Paul Hennessy from now until April, because I think he's the opposite of you. He's if, gonna wear it. If there is a soft sweater, it. he will literally throw it away. He wants something. He wants something that you could also what? use to uh, wash a caked on like tomatoes from yesterday dish. Like, I don't mind Brillo. I just don't want prickly. Yeah, no. He's you know? like, he's, he's like an old prickles. Brillo pad. Yeah. That's the yeah, shit that's, I'm that's, seeking to avoid. That's, that's actually my nickname for Paul Hennessy. Did you, I was just going to say, did you Brillo just call Paul uh, I did. an old Brillo yeah. pad? Yeah. <laughs> that so, sounds like a... Suck that, sounds that like, motherfucker. That sounds like an endearing term for like old Scotsman. <laughs> well, that's basically hey, our old Brillo pad. <laughs> just spit out some white claw on Shoo. that Uh-oh. Brillo pad comment. It's okay. You're adding to the patina. <laughs> On this yeah. lovely it's a table. part of it. <laughs> well, shit. Let's let's move along to yeah. question. Right. Uh, cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Ain't no laws. <laughs> when you're hanging with Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. All right. So, hello, uh, pad. Again, I, I can't thank you enough for taking time on a very busy part of your year. Thank you. But Let as you are that. cruising around and, and touring. I love asking this question. We asked uh, Sims from Doomtree kind of the same thing. Is there a go-to food, snack, fast food joint, chain restaurant, pop-up thing that you have to hit when you're on the road? Oh, Is there something that's like, no, if we're, if we're cruising, if we're driving, yeah. what do I have to have? Mm. Okay. Yep, there is. Right, yep. There is. And I will say, I will say that this time around in 2021 it is a lot different because there's so many things that just aren't open sure. there's just you know we used to have okay. our like we used to have our go-to late nights like well and 10. give us give us both i mean yeah. why not what what yeah. did it used to be and what is it now so now and i guess for the past you know even I, let's just say like seven years it's quick trip quick trip okay and that's k w right and if you're if you're listening from outside of the area, this might not make sense, but Quick Trip is the shit. So when you're doing the gas stop or just a pee stop or whatever you're doing, these guys they have it all. They have groceries and 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 and. So you have your regular gas station shit if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not me anymore. I can't. It's hard for me. But they also have these crazy like healthy choices and salads and greens and whatever. 
Um, they also have individualized olive packs that are my favorite. What? Olive and pickle packs. Yeah. Pickle packs. By the way, pickle packs. Anyone who out there, if you're ever working for this company, can you please make them make resealable pickle right? packs? Oh, yeah. It sounds like I, I need spilled... to go there for my road trip charcuterie. See? I have spilled so many. So much oh, is it the one where the juice is just like loosely Because the they don't reseal. So mm. then you're like, oh, I don't want them all. And then you sit them here. And then then you got to chug the pickle juice. You got to chug it. You got to chug it. It's fine the morning after a show. But the... <laughs> <laughs> no, Quick Trip has it all. I mean, every like they have meals. That's amazing. If we're just desperate after a show, it's like go there. You can get something. There's usually microwaves in our room. You can have an actual meal with like mashed potatoes or whatever. Like there are things sure. at Quick Trip that you never thought. Some mac and cheese. Some mac and cheese. Mac. There's absolutely Ooh. mac and cheese. It's their own version of their homemade shit, and it's amazing. That's awesome. Mac. Quick mac. Quick mac. There is chicken. Quick mac and a so pickle So you bag. could do it cold, apparently, Ooh, if you yeah. wanted. There it is. Or if you're me, you take it back to your hotel room and you heat that shit up. Nice. And, and you're fine. There's also chicken tenders, so you don't... You don't Ooh. Deal with the bone in fingies. Yeah, there's salads. There's, I mean, there crispers. If you're just desperate to grill, if it's in the summertime, you can get meat and whatever. So Quick Trip is the shit. Dude, Amazing. I don't know if I've ever been in a Quick Trip because this sounds like. Some and I stuff feel like I they should also of. be paying us right now if we're gonna do this Facts. hardcore. Facts. Yeah, they got that song. Right. All right, Quick Trip, pay up. Give me only that Midwest. Only Midwest. Um, then so that is my I mean that is we look for it like we look it up on the on our phones how many miles to the next where's the next quick trip that's real that is total real now in the past we've known if our show ends at 10 or 11 Mm. that we've got limited choices right so we're like sure if you're going fast food you're going Taco Bell mainly Mm -hmm. um Bong. McDonald's. Let's just do the song for everyone. <laughs> well, can be. Um, and then Applebee's. Applebee's is your late night. That is your late night if you want a full meal, even though it's probably microwaved in a bag, okay, whatever yeah. thing. But, so da, 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 and then Applebee's yeah. is. And then the newcomer, and I'm going to say this is not so new, but like the newcomer to my world after hours. Yeah, I got Quam with the fart. No, it's fine. Sorry, I, was I, like, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't. I didn't think you were going to go there. With that. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yes, sorry. With so the talk newco- about wait, fast. Yep. Yeah. Donald's fast. Um, Applebee's. Applebee's Sammy. Sit down. Yeah. Right. And then B-dubs. The dubs. B-dubs yeah. for the I'm win. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on Even that. Even though you always get the one wing that looks like that you guy do. got in a car accident. <laughs> you do. Why? <laughs> like, he's got one wing that like, it looks like that you guy do. just got his ass beat. <laughs> You're right. Did somebody eat this raw and then put what was left in the fire? shattered. Sure. Like, that sure. one chicken just got beat up by all the other chickens, and then they all went into the chicken blender. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is Daniel Day-Lewis in my left foot's chicken yeah. wing. It's perfect. Shit. Oh, that's man. That's, Sorry, that was so long. That's good. What's your... We can definitely laugh about the lack of quality and sometimes exactly. of their protein. Exactly. I'm just like, what needs to happen? What's what's your go-to sauce at Buffalo Wild Wings? Because I will say, sauce. I still stand by their sauces. Okay. Well, I, I'm a non-spicy girl. Okay. Okay. Um, 
this is going to be a really bad joke, but this is kind of why I was hoping that I would have COVID at some point so that I could just eat everything spicy that sure. I can't do. Yeah. Because um, then I hopefully <laughs> would lose my taste and like just be – because I'm so jealous of everyone that can just have spicy shit. Mm. Even if you I, didn't taste it, though, it would fuck up your insides. Right? Because <laughs> if you're not I'm eating sure. spicy stuff. Yeah. I can't even do original <laughs> oh. at B-Dubs. So, so when you, you do know. like a mango, what a teriyaki, mango yeah. like, oh teriyaki, okay, sweet barbecue, it's just, yes, Ooh. sure, ah. that's like the lowest. Oh yeah, lowest you know right? all the sauces, you I do. But so teriyaki is the go. That's my girl. But mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. of course, sweet barbecue I can do. But I mean, you know, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried leveling up when I can, and I can't get much past. Mm. I'm a flaming guy. I uh, I once did a double double shot of that drunk at a party <laughs> and stout on an empty stomach. I love that it. That was a great idea. It's a great uh, idea. When 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 <laughs> you let Blazin sit overnight, like every day you have to stir it up. Oh, I, this is my first shit. bar management job was at Buffalo. Yeah, no, because no, I told you about this because it was yeah. separated. I like oh. basically shot the oil. Yeah, so when it <laughs> separates, you can literally uh, grab a cup and it's flammable, so you can like pour it on a grill and then you light the grill and it'll literally like flame. So when I was the kitchen no manager shit. and I'd be oh, right. like yep. walking I remember this. We through. talked about this. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, put yeah. my initials on the grill and then mm-hmm. I'd light the grill. I'd be like, whose house is this? Yeah, what? So, yeah, that's And then it also cleans copper piping. So uh, this is what we, uh, what we put inside. Continually proving how smart this. I was when I was doing shots of it at <laughs> age 20. But yeah, I, I'm a big uh, Caribbean jerk and then maybe dip a little He's bit. He's a big Caribbean jerk. Let's just isolate Boy. that. Isolate and then, that. Uh, oh, no mercy. Dip a little, uh, dip a little, dip a little like medium or hot in there. So you get sweet, oh, yeah. salty, well, spicy. Uh, I did used to mix it up when we yeah. go to, when I was 18 to 21, <laughs> we'd go to beat ups to watch football games mm-hmm. and then just order a bunch of wings and wedges. Yes. But you wouldn't get one sauce. You know, you'd have no. to, you'd get like eight, yeah. eight and eight. You know, you I want all like, the sauces. Was Mango Habanero is one of them? Yep. Right? It is. That's I was my wife's all-time favorite. Yep. Mango Habanero, Jerk, and, as much as and then either, depending on the mood or what time of day it was, it was either Buffalo, the uh, Hot Buffalo, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a yep. Hot Buffalo, Hot Buffalo or, or uh, Blazin. Yep. Blazin, right? Yep. I call it. I think I call it Flame. I right. wanted to try Original Buffalo again just the other day just to see mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. my. Where it's I'm a very at. good Buffalo. Like as a mm-hmm. Buffalo sauce goes, Totes. they I just, know what they're doing. I will literally die. I will die. Do you know, funny part. But they do like a mild, right? Isn't there like a mild There's buffalo? Mild, medium, the one, and hot. There's isn't mild, that one you were talking about? The yes. house? The original, or, okay. Original mild, right? So, yep. Uh, oddly enough, my favorite thing about it is uh, the reason there's like a depth of flavor is uh, the the saline in that sauce is anchovies. No shit. Cool. Like, what? honestly, yeah. It's, it's, I started cooking with anchovies because of that. I'll Shut throw that in. in the in front sauces. door. Yep. Yep. I have anchovy paste in my fridge at all times. But okay, okay. So the so, little the little black flecks that are in that sauce. That's, no yeah, shit. It's anchovies. So it's very high up on the spice list. Mm-hmm. Just seeing, like you know, mm-hmm. you know that. What and I mean, I guess I I know why, but mm-hmm. like it's wild. That's crazy. It is. It is. It's, it's wild. wild. It's wild. 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 That's why. Where's the wild? Wild. Now, Charles, I feel like you were, you mentioned your road trip charcuterie, which we've talked about. Is that your is that still the go to? Is that where where things go? Because I feel like Cat might I, also like find some love in the road trip charcuterie. Totes. Give me that. Uh, well, we work. already Let's answered go. that, and that was when we were talking specifically about road tripping. Mm-hmm. Did you have a wooden board and everything? 
Nah, I just, oh. that's just a fun name for when I you know. get like a box it, of triscuits. It is my favorite like, word. Beef sticks, cheese curds, like just I a bunch you. of shit, and you're in the I car making. That is road trip shit. So that's my that's my answer before my answer this time. Hashtag no wasted meals. Uh, the answer is no. The answer is no. I don't have a place I always have to go to. I, I, just, I don't do that. It's a time and place kind of thing. I will say that if I were touring the Midwest, then, yeah, I'm going to go to like Casey's Pizza or I'm going to – or uh, sorry, Casey's and get their, their mm. breakfast pizza, yes. which I really enjoy. I've done that. Um, or do like the road trip charcuterie thing. But in terms of, in, in terms of like my recent travels, I was just in New York. Uh, I've been some other places recently. There was no like go to thing. Yeah. Zero. And I do, that is one of the tenets of my life when it comes to being in a place that I'm not in all the time. It's when am I going to be back here? Okay. Like yeah. maybe never. I don't know. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. But it's the no wasted, no wasted meals. Mm-hmm. I will say, however, uh, full, full disclosure, uh, totally admitting to this that. There were a couple nights in the hotel in New York where I was drunk in my underwear and I was like, am I going back out or am I done? And I raided the stupid fucking minibar. Oh, yeah. Twice, twice I raided the minibar. Like hard, hard. And I never actually I've never got it until now. But I raided the minibar so hard on I think my second night. That I was mad at myself because I got the eighteen dollar beef jerky. Expensive and but cool. You know how they always get you they, with the with you. the freshness packet. Hundred percent. Because I was drunk. Hundred. I was I was drunk Ooh. sitting there. I sent Marty a picture of. I got a. This is not the same point, but I got a package of Stroop waffles, and I. It's so good. It's like two big Stroop waffles, right? Yes. Like the, so like the size of this windscreen here. Yeah. yeah. Like two big Stroop in the, in the clear packet. And I was struggling to open it because I had tea. a lot of alcohol. Whoa. And none of the lamps in my room worked. Hey, thanks, New York City. Mm, and I, when I ripped the bag, it exploded. And there was Stroop crumbs all over my white bed sheet. And I sent Marnie a picture like, yeah, so this is what I'm up to tonight. If you thought I was doing anything weird, I am. I am. <laughs> this is it's actually really weird. So there was two Stroop waffles on the bed with crumbs fucking oh everywhere. God. I love but everything the, uh, about that. <laughs> the, the jerky. I thought there was more <laughs> jerky because as I'm going through the bar, I'm like, it's not a lot of jerky for 18 bucks, but I sure could I know, go for some. Just, and the biggest thing in there was the packet, like that freshness packet, four ounces of freshness packet and 1.3 ounces of, <laughs> well, you know. of beef. Why is jerky so expensive? Someone explain. They just keep, it's like, a, it's like, it's like craft beer and whiskey. They yeah. just keep, they just craft keep fighting, jerky. Just keep upping it. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. make it look yeah. better. Or sound better or more. naming it better yeah, or whatever. Right. <laughs> just get that. Just get that rubbery teriyaki shit. What brand teriyaki. is that? Teriyaki. Yeah. Teriyaki. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so on the road. Uh, yeah. I do love. I love teriyaki jerky and pretzels. Yeah. The oh, combo god. together. Like I literally like bite and bite. I I love that together. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Taco Bell. If alcohol was involved the night of, or the next day, uh, there is a Taco Bell feature and. Do love one hundred percent going that route, and we okay. know that it's going to be a late, mm-hmm. like a late stop. Like it's fine. But my new, my new thing has been because uh, I spend a lot of time in my car. I drive a lot every day. My new thing has been an apple and a banana. Oh, and I really enjoy that because both things you can't just crush. Like it, 
you're taking yeah, bites and it's you're a commitment. Doing thing. Yep. <laughs> and it's honestly I don't even care if it just is in my head. It makes me feel like it's a, like a moderately healthier choice. Sure. And do you do this when you're actually traveling too? Yeah. Because that's a good way to go because you know you're not going to ruin your opportunity to have a meal. Correct. It's just like some sustenance. And that's where, yes. that's where I was going to take some it, stuff, right? Is if I know whether I'm driving around and I know I'm going to have lunch at, at one of my accounts with one of my buyers or if I'm on a road trip and I'm hoping to get somewhere – for that, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to a really good meal. Yeah. And both of those things make me feel like, oh, I've ingested something. I'm solid. Tied yourself over a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're putting some pretty healthy stuff some inside nutrients. your body. And yeah. then I'm looking forward to said meal, and I'm not just going to order the first greasiest, craziest, wildest, biggest thing because right. I just have to shovel food in my face. Yeah, because that will fuck it up. It satiates me enough that I can be a little bit more intelligent about my food choices. Now, that says something about my own restraint 100%. <laughs> but again, I have to play to my strengths. So yeah. if I have a moderately healthy snack, like my our, our banana and apple budget in our house has gone up significantly. Yeah. But it makes me... Feel like okay, this is me being at least somewhat smart. Well, those are things that don't really fucking cost anything, right? And it's like, nice. and if you're yeah. if you're going on a road trip, you're usually leaving earlier in the day. Yes, I I enjoy breakfast cereal, but breakfast cereal is bullshit. It's basically yeah. just candy. It's filler. Like, yeah. yeah, it's filler. It's, it's filler with oh. nothing Fill important. Fill the right? kids up. Yeah, <laughs> and like if I eat uh, in like an entire like. Bacon, potatoes, eggs. Farmer's breakfast, and you're not a farmer. Yeah, right. Like, well, then, <laughs> which I love. Well, I love absolutely, love but I'm, but I'm not like rearing to go for lunch in three hours. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So at the hotels that we stay in, they obviously always have apples and bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, now in this in this COVID world of prepackaged shit, like. Mm has actually been amazing because then you can take like I take honey with me so yeah. honey you know so yeah. all these prepackaged they have prepackaged peanut butter oh absolutely 100% so then you take that banana and you dip uh, it in your prepackaged ooh. peanut butter peanut and butter you have honey this- and banana is a very oh, sexy combination uh, if you really want to get nuts it keeps you full for like a little pinch hours. of sea salt on top of it oh wait oh, what Tell me more. So you get the sweetness from the banana. You get sweetness from the honey. And then you pinch some salt. And you get the peanut butter. And then just do a little sprinkle of salt over the top. And it makes everything And the element I was missing when I was a kid. Because we would do flatbread, like a pita bread. Okay. Sliced banana. Peanut butter. Honey. Drizzle honey all over it. I've never done the salt thing. Roll that thing up. Chop it up. (gasps) A little little salt on there? For me especially. It's bonkers. Okay. My whole week has been changed for next week. (laughs) This is completely off topic, but I just... I'm trying to get other people to do this with me. Nothing's off topic. I have been... I have been slow pranking a number of people in my life. Uh Uh-oh. And because I've been eating a lot more bananas, and I've, uh, wait, I've, hold on, have we ever recorded the show? Are we, have who? we not been recording this whole time? <laughs> no, first time ever. <laughs> Forty-one episodes, just starting. So, what? Uh, the the next time you're around people that you know or yeah. strangers, honestly, it might even be funny with strangers. I am right now. It's gonna be I, weird. Uh, <laughs> I've been bringing a spoon with, okay. and, and I'll open the top Smart. of a, a banana and I like walk into the office. Smart. And I'll just start eating a banana with a spoon, with a spoon, and I'll slowly peel it down. Uh, and if you deadpan that and no act one's, like so it's no not one has said anything yet, still I've done this five times since October, and and no one has said anything. But I watch their eyes, they go. and they'll look down and look up. 
look down, look yeah. up. Yeah, claw, I mean, you're going you're gonna to turn a work into a shoot, and you're Dude, just going to be like, I kind of like this. <laughs> no, but I also love this because then you could just put your honey or your peanut butter on the right, spoon. Just in there. And take just the go for it. Thing, and then I'm telling you, it's right. functional. You'd be like, you'd be like, some boo, practicality. Boo, it's boo, funny yeah. and functional. Be right there. It, like, again, just make Wait, it. Wait, you got to make it worse. I love no, hold this on. so much. you got to make it worse. Get a really ripe banana and bring a straw next time. Okay? <laughs> bring a metal straw. Yeah. No, get it to the end. And you... <laughs> oh, <laughs> but the, the best part. And just look. And so, just look gosh. all my so right the, in the eyes. The best part was I was, I was, uh, I was at, at an account because I wanted to push it a little bit. And my favorite part was uh, I didn't peel the banana all the way down. I left it about halfway peeled. Ooh. And then I made it look like I was trying to really get the bottom, yeah. the bottom of it. Right. Just, like a pudding cup. Spoon in the pocket, oh. banana in the garbage, and okay. then went back to talking. Oh. And I fucking love, um. I fucking love that no one has still been like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm going to keep pushing this even Humans farther. Humans are funny, man. Humans are funny. <laughs> so yeah. Like in their, mind, in their mind, they're, do just, it, they're, honestly. Just, I'm gonna do they're looking at you and smiling and just discussing the meeting. <laughs> but you know in their head they're screaming, like, what the Doing? Like, they're talking about you behind your back Wait, for I sure. Couldn't care less. I love this guy. So I like literally like get the banana like horizontal and make it look like you need to like. Oh, is there some? Oh, there's still something in there. Oh do you have a remark? Do you, do you have a remark? You know, you just gotta get every last little bit. So <laughs> like I, I haven't done that, but after a, I'm not gonna say who it was, but after he didn't say anything, when I got back in the car. <laughs> My new thing was I want to do that and then finish it with uh, pulling it over my head and tapping it like there might be something still stuck in the bottom. Because I, wa- I just want somebody to be like, all right, we got to stop right now. Like, what are you doing? And no one has done it yet. No, they're not please, gonna. please bring one and, they're gonna be like, That's and squeeze it. That's our Ben. Bring a, really, it's really fine. bring a really ripe one and just squeeze it and then just put oh, a straw in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Banana smoothie. Dying. Make it a banana cognac. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, okay. uh, I feel like one more cheers. cheers. And the final question. God, cheers. I wish there was a banana white claw. Right? Know, oh, God, especially right now. Uh, also, banana, this, honey. My first time ever having a watermelon. Butter. This is very They're tasty. They're very good. Yeah. Tangerine, yeah. what are you now? I'm back on tangerine. Oh, I made the go. loop. Cheers. Oh, the claws. Mm. The claws. All right. So, final question. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you have a very interesting perspective on this. And I, I honestly, like, this was a question that I would have asked you if we were just hanging out at the Okay. Bar. Love it. Um, given your time uh, figuring out your legs as a singer-songwriter. Yeah. And then going through the ascent of everything that happened with a voice. Yes. And now being out on tour and doing original music and all that. Yes. You've kind of had every level in there. What is something that you wish more people, Gen Pop style, yeah. knew about the music industry or oh. your career in the industry? Is there something oh, like God. just a way of letting people know? Because I feel like a lot of people understand what their friends or the people that they're fans of do. Yeah. They understand your music, but like they don't understand what it takes to get to where you are. Yeah. Um. God, I feel like I was just thinking about this today, Ben. Awesome. You know, because I had a lot of time on my day off. But, um, uh, okay, so we live in this weird moment right now of 
instant gratification, mm-hmm. right? Of like, and I mean, not only do I love that, but I mean, you're kind of sort of on the on the line to provide that. Excuse me, I'm burping. Um, so, being a creator, being a creative, and or uh, an artist, mm-hmm. as though we love to say, um, providing that instant gratification for people is very hard. I think that I don't think anyone. I mean, even my closest friends who know me, who are actors and in the business in some sense, they don't understand. Like, for me to record a song costs a lot of money. Yeah. And that has never changed. It really has never changed. For the good or for the bad. Like, I remember having a record deal back in 2009, 10, 11. 9, 10 was the height of the record deal. And... Mm. There was this weird influx of like investors and record label money and my own money and all this thing coming together. And we kind of broke it down into what it costs per song Mm -hmm. to record. Mm -hmm. And it has really not changed at all, for better or for worse, in 2021. It's like it still has that thing there. And we all have our own studios and we've all had our own like... Uh, education of how this works or like how can I record it myself how can I cut corners but really in the end you can't cut many corners of that so either you're calculating your time that it takes or the people that you hire that it takes to do that for you right so we're still talking an X amount of dollars per song it never has changed like it never changes and again whether you're talking about real money that you have to come up with to hire somebody or just doing it yourself of time, it's thousands of dollars. So when you come out with a song or when anyone or any one of my friends or anyone that I love comes out with a song, a, a, not an album, a sure. song, yep. we go, yes, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that took you so long and a lot of money or time and or same thing to me. A lot of resources. Yeah. More resources. It's just just the same. So I wish that people would understand that. And yeah, that you're not just, you don't jump out of the hot tub and grab a mic. You don't. I I wish I could. I wish I could do it in the hot tub. Kick out three jams. Just pull down the the mic like like Bruce Buffer. And here's your next single. But it just doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. And I have a certain amount of skills that I've honed in in the past few years to be able to make that better. But still, it is time, money, resources, creativity, all the things that go into just one fucking song. Right. And I wish that every single person would just know that. Direct message to everyone listening. Also, (laughs) when your friends or the artists that you love... Make something, yeah. fucking buy it. Buy it. Don't download fucking it. Stream, stream it so you Do know it. that you like it, but then go fucking buy it. Yes. Buy it, mm. buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. For sure. It just, it makes a big difference. And TikTok also has changed the whole thing. So like people will take them on their journey on TikTok. I don't necessarily do that yet. I, I, I can't. Mm. I just, I can't. I can't find the time or the thing to justify doing that. But it also translates there so if you see people making really cool tiktoks you know how much time that fucking takes yeah so also yeah, just highly curated that. stuff for sure and it's... hopefully they're getting monetized somewhere somehow mm-hmm. but we're it's working just... on it we're looking at the track record and it's probably saying they're getting fucked i know so there's that 
I love that, honestly. Like, I just, I want more people to understand the things that they consume. Yeah, and what exactly. Goes it. And it, it's probably like two seconds of your life. Mm-hmm. Or like five seconds or 30 seconds of watching the video or getting the For thing. For sure. But you have to realize like the time and creativity and the forethought. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, understanding margins for any of those, yeah. anything creative, like the amount of work that went into putting a final yeah. product in your hands and yeah. how slim margins are and how far your support can go with listening to a song purchasing an album attending a concert buying a beer visiting a tap room you know like all of those myriad things yeah for sure just like you have disposable income there is that sort of and this comes up a lot you see it on social media there's this unusual stigma where people feel more comfortable spending money with conglomerates and strangers than they do with people that they actually know which is it's an unusual i don't i don't understand how the dynamic works and we're all prone to it i buy stuff on Amazon. We should actually like it. talk to a psychologist about it. Yeah. Like why what is, is it that, you know, what we're suspicious, this? sometimes suspicious of our friends. Like, yeah. hmm, like should what? I really buy your scented candles that you've been <laughs> busting your fucking ass for two years right? to put in the marketplace? Should I really give you $9 for that candle? Or I mean, should I get a Yankee candle? I think mean, just drop, why, yeah, for 25. This. drop 170 on end yeah, cap shit at Target that you didn't even need, but right. you're like, it was there. It's on sale. It was there. It was right there in front of me. Well, I, I mean, I, we've we've talked a little bit about this, not on the show, but of people not understanding the value of the time and the work that goes into your design and marketing. I mean, is it the same same thing? Like, is that what you would want to? I'm going to sidestep this because okay. we, on the last episode, also talked about that is true. my work. Yeah, yeah. What I'm going to say is something people don't realize about what I do. And uh, Kwam, you probably have a pretty firm understanding of this. Yeah, you may also have some understanding of this. Uh, it's not that cool getting free shit. <laughs> it's yeah. not that cool. We were talking about this even with like someone like handing you a cocktail, right? Yeah. It, there's it. I equate it to when people travel for work, at least in the before times. When people travel for work, people are like, wow, how exotic. You get to get on the airplane and you get the cocktail in your hand and then you get off the plane and yeah. the, the jets are blasting and you get to walk down and get in the cab and get your fancy hotel. If you have friends who travel for work, they don't like the travel part. Nope. It's not cool. Nope. And if they're working, they don't get to experience the city they're in. <laughs> no, so definitely the cooler not. the city they're in, the more torturous that, oh that my is God. for them to travel for work. Mm. I'd say it's a, a similar dynamic when you work in the industry that I work in libations and food service. Uh, people are, like my clients and otherwise, are very kind to me and always give me stuff. Mm-hmm. But... A, great, thank you. A, I want to pay you. I want you to have the monies. You deserve it. You did a great job. But B, how, like, if a if a client of mine, not going to name who, brings a, the the dolly down with cases to the rim, their knuckles are touching cases of beer. I'm like, you've given me gifts now for my like family and friends and neighbors, which is also cool. But it puts like the burden of redistribution yeah. on me. That oh, where am man, I going to put this in my house? Shit! <laughs> How do I get it home? Yeah. Right. Where am well, I going to put it? You know, it's, they stack it up in the back of my jeep, mm, which is no right. big deal. Fantastic. But and and I love. I also love being able to go to my neighbors and say like, "Hey, yo, Eric, you want some beer? Yep. Uh, yeah. 
And then I'm like, here's a case. Spread the love. Bring, give oh some to the God. guys downstairs. They're like, holy shit. So I, I do love that. But I'm, the moral of the story is that getting – I think a lot of people look at uh, people who work in the the brewing industry, the libation, like cocktails, uh, podcasting, media stuff, like the media stuff that we do, food service, and constantly being offered stuff. It's – it's nice. The gesture is very meaningful. But yeah. even even at a restaurant, when I when I know the people at the restaurant, I usually order heavy right away and I order everything I want mm-hmm. because then the chef can fill in the blanks instead of Same. if you order starters first, then they're telling you what you're eating. Nope, and then it's exactly. it's not about the money. Then I'm like, well, I, I didn't go, want that. I wanted boom, this. Boom, boom, boom. So I order everything. And if they're like, we can fill in the blanks, then it's cool. Yep. But – I, I hate that that's like a humble brag, but yeah, just getting getting free <laughs> stuff is, is what it is. getting getting free stuff is yeah. nice. The gesture is great, but it you do get like fatigued. Like, mm-hmm. all right, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Exhausting. It's weird, yeah, because you want to appreciate it so much. I still do. I know. I still of do. course, I do too. Right. But whoo, mm-hmm. it's just it's like everybody walking up with like two drinks in their hands, just pushing him towards you. Yep. Like, what the fuck? I, I mean, I literally I mean, leave every night going, like, yeah. I didn't drink any of that. But it was like the you. Mango White Claw scenario that we were talking about <laughs> before I think we started rolling <laughs> yeah, it. The first time I had Mango White Claw, before they reformulated it, my brother looked at me and he's like, what is it that I don't like about this? And I told him, yes. it tastes like freeze-burned potatoes. Yes. And then a friend of ours walked up uh, and was like, hey, I saw you guys drinking these. And go. handed us two. And I was like, God damn it. Yep, he's you. like okay. 10 feet away. I'm going to have to slam this in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's it's Potatoes. actually it's funny because all all Potatoes. all three things I think actually link up. Excuse me, carbonation. Um, all burping. I know. Burping. I know. I, sorry. I, this my is thing was my fault. It's clawed back. I don't. I don't feel like people give enough credence to the amount of emotional investment and stress that goes into everything that gets produced. Yeah. Like I. There's I, no way for them to actually understand it. But right. Yeah. But like if you – and I think that we could say this about like the entire world. Like I think if you go to a grocery store, nobody is grabbing a pepper or a cucumber and thinking about like how hard the farmer must yeah, have worked to get that going yes. on, right? But yes. what, what really bothered me when I, when I found success DJing was that a lot of people just thought that like – Oh, I just like got a library and I got equipment and then like randomly yeah. I'll just show up and set up and then like I can basically just kind of like cycle through a playlist and like go for it. And the amount of anxiety And then you got that thing that goes beep 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 beep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, ro- the, the Ross horn hit that a few times and then everything works. And I'm sure I I I I, I shouldn't say I'm sure. I have to believe that maybe if you're like as big as like the Rolling Stones or like Def Leppard where you're kind of just a cover band of your own music that maybe you really can just show up and do the same thing wrote in and out every night. Sure. But everyone, everyone that I know in any sort of creative industry worries and stresses about, is this good enough? (laughs) And then when they go out there to present it, whether they're showing it off or they're Mm. singing or they're performing, like you said, there's bad nights where the crowd just sucks for whatever it's reason. Bad nights. There's and person asleep in your front row and you're like, and it, okay. And it never it never doesn't hurt. No, and you can push through and you put on a good face and you do yeah. a good performance and you do whatever you can. But like 
there were so many nights that like I felt like I ate my own soul. Yeah. And I had nothing left when I got home. Yeah. And then it was like literally the next day, like, well, all right, can you come in half an hour early because we have a private party coming in? Do it all again. And then you have to sit there and get yourself into a headspace where you can put that energy and that performance back out there. And I feel like that yeah. gets cheapened because everybody has access to everything now. And this is this is me showing my age so and showing my love as a crate digger. No, I'll be, I'm right but like, there with you. I had to work my ass off to find music that I wasn't being handed off of the eight radio stations that I could yes. listen to. So when I found things that I loved, also the three songs that you're yeah. handed to from the eight radio stations. And when I yeah. and when I found it, and I found the thing that right. was me, that was that was a a very clear concrete connection to that. So no matter what that artist did, I was there. I wanted to cheer them on. I, yeah. I love them because they gave me art for my life and I found it and it was special. And now like yeah. anybody can send you a playlist and you're like, oh yeah, these bands are all right. I, mm-hmm. This has been ringing in my head. Uh, a friend of mine put out an album that was supposed to come out like a year and a half ago and with COVID and everything, they yeah. wanted to be able to play it live. So they just sat on it and they finally put it out and it's a beautiful record. I'm so fucking proud of him. Like the whole band, but but Kieran especially. I was just so very proud. And oh, yeah, okay. when it got released, I was looking at all the comments and one person was like, I don't think I like the sound of the bass, but the rest of the album's okay. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like you're gonna post yeah. something like that in a public forum of like for a piece of art that had to sit on the shelf for over a year yeah. while we were working through a worldwide plague no, where right. no revenue could be coming in. No, you have like, to accept that. Everybody was stuck trying to fucking figure out if they could live. And then the minute that they finally release it, you like if you want to fucking like if you know them like that and you want to message them and just say, Hey, sure. I didn't I didn't love the mix, but I I think the record's cool. Great. But, was it Ross Robinson though? <laughs> it was not. Oh, okay. It was not it, it also wasn't. was not Steve Albini. <laughs> also but, uh, <laughs> to anyone who thinks that they want to put that out there on a comment anywhere, anywhere, I don't give a shit what platform, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, no self-awareness. Here's a here's a sort of a controversial Just statement. It it's like head. the great filter of creativity. If you don't have at least a little imposter syndrome, you'll never be great at what you do as Correct. a creative. You have to doubt yourself mm-hmm. or you'll never find your limitations. You'll never like be That's good. You'll, you know, you'll never be great if – because yes. in the early days, you know, Cat, uh, with songwriting, yeah. you didn't have anyone there to tell you if your shit was – not any good or if your shit stank you had to judge yourself <laughs> you at that point just, yeah. you, no one was directing you you didn't have an art director Zero. or a creative director you had to say this sucks i need to keep working yep. right yeah so there's that requirement and it's it, you know again to throw like a third uh, hypothesis into this it's like dunning kruger like thinking you know everything mm-hmm. means you'll never learn anything yeah, thinking you know course. nothing means you're just gonna keep fucking working at it and that's why it's that's why art can be torturous yeah yes. because even to to your own detriment, you can have something great and fuck with yourself, even after it's something that is is ready for mm-hmm. public consumption. I also like to say it's what weeds the weak ones out, yep. so that you have sure. less competition. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you can just that's be true. like, "No, fuck you!" Like I know what I'm doing, and yes, thank you for the feedback. I'm going to keep moving forward. And some people just go, "Oh my god, I'm never doing that again because mm-hmm. I will never." 
want to hear that negative feedback. Yeah, you need a balance, of course. Did you? uh, I don't. I don't know if any of you or either of you saw um, the the 2021 Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, I mean, just because of the Foo Fighters and my future ex husband Dave Grohl. So yeah, (laughs) who I'm also madly in love with. We yeah discussed. (laughs) Who has like one of the longest standing marriages in the business? Anyway, go on. Um, (laughs) But uh, Jay Z's speech kind of fucked me up. What because, it, was it for? So uh, I did not see this. For so Jay Z got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, okay. and Dave Chappelle was the guy that uh, gave the speech and then inducted him. And Dave Chappelle, actually, given everything that's been going on, I actually thought his speech was surprisingly poignant. Okay, he wasn't too weird for no reason. No, and it was it. It made me kind of be like, okay, I got to figure out my deal with him. But <laughs> yeah. Jay Z came up, and uh, for somebody who is literally like beyond the level of anything that could have been imagined even 10 years ago, yeah, much less right. when he first started rapping. Sure. And he was talking about, uh, he was giving credit to his mom and his sister who were in the audience. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, uh, you know, I listened to, cause LL Cool J was also getting inducted and he's like, you know, ah. I used to, I used to listen to LL. I used to listen to run DMC. I'd be like, I could do that. And I'd write all these raps and they were, they were garbage. They were terrible, yeah. but okay. I I thought it was the shit, and then sure. I realized like oh that's garbage, okay. and then I like he he actually like quoted one of his first like major raps that he did with Jo like his it's called the Originators it's like his first like major single, and he actually quotes a little chunk of it and he goes that was garbage, yeah. but I had I had my family cheering me on. And I had other people telling me this is garbage. Sure. So I knew I was loved and I had talent. And like yeah. that's what pushes it forward. Yeah. And I But then he knew he could be better instead of just correct. thinking he was the best already. Correct. And it was it was that I'm not trash as a human because my family loves me, but right. I know that I gotta keep working harder to get better at my craft. Well probably knew he had so promise. I but just that, worked it and worked yeah, it. Yeah, there's more it. to it than that. You're not and, just a complete product yeah. day one. Yeah. Like that's it, Tida. I'm the best. Nailed it. <laughs> Done. And I, I like. I thought about how many artists I've listened to talk about that same feeling over and over and over again. Oh, and fuck. it just like sometimes it's the complete <laughs> lack of love and cheering you on that causes people to flame out. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's everybody saying that your shit doesn't stink that causes you to flame out. Yeah. It's finding that balance of knowing that. I'm a person that is loved and is being cheered on, but also that I have to keep fucking working to get better. And that's where you figure it out. And then reflexively looking back on my own life, that's every time that I've actually like really pushed myself and gotten better at things. It was when I found that balance. Yeah. And hundred percent. I feel like if you're, if you're not intelligent enough to offer an honest criticism without being insulting, and you don't offer love, then get the fuck out of the conversation and shut your goddamn mouth. Can you just re-say that again? (laughs) Can you just like reiterate, hi, can we have every single person in the United States like listening right now? No, yeah, because we struggle with it culturally. Yeah. There's a thing that, you know, Just give critical feedback. Yeah, like other cultures, if you don't like your friend's haircut, it's okay to say like, I don't think that fits you. You know, but in not a passive aggressive way. Like I don't, I don't think the haircut fits you. And then the person doesn't necessarily take offense to it. They're like, "Shit, okay, mm-hmm. right." But in American culture, either it's passive aggressive to say, "I don't think that haircut fits you," or it's mean. 
Yeah. There's a difference in culture. Wow. I yes. love that in, you just Europe, cut your hair like that and not even <laughs> right. care. I love that for you. <laughs> I love that for you. For you. You're right. It's amazing. Yeah. So you, you paid somebody for that? Okay. Like, <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Like, you're but there's also, it's an entirely other spectrum to offer critical feedback for an art in which you have no expertise whatsoever. But it's okay. So I've said this my whole life. It's okay to like uh, art that is bad. You can like it. You can, and I can't argue with you, but you can't tell me it's good. Okay. Or, or vice versa. Right. Like art can, people say art can't be objectively good. I disagree. If you can't, if you can't feel it, like if it's something that just doesn't resonate with you, then it's okay. You don't have to like it. Um, but you, you can say you don't like it, but you can't say that it's not good. Yes. And, and vice versa. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank like it's, you. And it's in hard. Art, it's hard can, for people to to actually just, encapsulate that ideal that that's a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. There's so you can't you can't tell an artist they're not good at what they do because you don't like it. It's you don't have to like it, but if you're gonna go out and sound that out to the universe, fuck this because I don't like it. It's garbage because I don't like it. Really? Is that you're that important? You're <laughs> that, not. That's troubling. You are not you're the not, end all be all. Yeah, to say that it, it is art. And that's how right, conceited it? and arrogant is it to think yeah. that you're the your one. opinion should be how you you're sway everything? Yeah, exactly. But also, that's a that's a conditioning of our modern world because mm. we do, in a sense. I mean, we went from you know when we were all on MySpace and stuff, where we felt like we couldn't say what we really felt because yes. we didn't have the voice for it. No one should listen to us because we're just people. But we're at the point now in in society where everyone thinks that their voice is the loudest in the room. Every single we with varying effect. The with, universe with varying effect. Also, right? which is a little mystifying to me as an actual performer with a microphone. <laughs> like I. Yeah. I actually still have I, st- I still have the physical thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thanks for your thing, but you don't pass it around after just, the show. Just, yeah, no, like just see what happens. You know, I, I do these <laughs> I do these student outreach things, and and um, it's my new thing. Like people, so I do student outreach things. I have a, I also have a music camp for kids in the summertime. Awesome. But those kids sign up intentionally. There's a thing that happens where they want to be there, and it's all good for the week. It's amazing. Right? So then you do student outreach things on the interim. Like last Wednesday, I was in Sauk Center, Minnesota, and this kid decided he had an opinion in front of me. And I was like, sure. that's, that's great. Yeah. And people ask me, like, how do you deal with that? And I was like, I'll tell you. I just had it happen with, with this kid. And I stopped my entire thing, and, it's, and I said, I'm sorry. It's, it's so hard to hear up here. And it really was. Please repeat yourself. I would like to hear what you have to say. Ooh, that's the best thing you can do, actually, is make someone repeat themselves. Exactly. And he was like, oh, shit. You know? And then he he literally did have a question, and I said, great. Yeah. I hear you. The question and answer is going to be after the thing, and I I will get back to you. It's not a big deal. But just remember that I actually have the microphone. Mm -hmm. Uh I do right now. And I will pass it to you when we have that When the time is right. Right. And I wish you could do that. (laughs) So much. Oh, my God. On a daily, as a creative, in social media. You can't because they all have the microphone. Mm. I'm using air quotes for those of you. Yeah, then they can turn notifications off and like feel good that they said what they had to say. I knew it. I'm not trying to turn this like largely negative. What I'm trying to say is there is a middle ground between us being able to express ourselves truthfully. Let me hear you. There's a middle ground, right? 
expressing ourselves truthfully to the people that we love so that they know how the world sees them. It's the, there's yes. something in your teeth effect. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. It's that. Oh and then God. the other yes. end, the entire other end of the spectrum is like shouting at people you've never met and denigrating them and perhaps ruining their livelihood yeah. just yeah. because, you know, you stub your toe bored. on yeah. a coffee table. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's more, that's actually more apropos because you're bored. You're like, fuck that restaurant. I know. I, I just I'll never understand that. And and again, I'm sure that a lot of other people in a lot of other careers feel that way. But as somebody who has spent most of his life either in or adjacent to creative yes. things, yeah. it's so hard to <laughs> people like oh like again we've talked about this with your your designs like oh yeah you just grab some clip art you put a font on it like that's not how any of this works. <laughs> you don't just like oh yeah I just like rifled up like everybody has a like they, they'll hear like a hit song yeah i wrote that in like five minutes like oh that must be like every song ever like that's not how any of this shit works and the amount of of self-doubt and and again also desire to make it better there's never like i've never of all the original music i've made i've never actually been happy with where it ended i just knew i had to end the process or I would continue to yes, tweak it sure. over and over Kong. and over. Yeah. Like I, you just have to be like, all right, I'm done, and I have to just put that out, and then it's up to other people to react to it. You figure it out sure. from there. But that is the perfect is the enemy of good. Yes, and that's what we live with every fucking day, yeah. and that's so, and so tough. Sometimes lightning strikes. Yes, like yeah. God, I'm sure there have been times where you wrote a song and you just like wrote it, and you were like, holy shit, I got it. But that doesn't mean it works the same way every time. Sometimes there's probably a massive gesticulation where it takes you months to arrive at what you're trying to accomplish. But but then after you, even after you write it, then there's the recording of it. Then there's the mix. Then there's the mastering. It's fun. It's it's so fun. And as you both know, it's so fun to say, oh, my God, I wrote that in 10 minutes in my hot tub. 11 minutes in my hot tub. I, I timed it. Whatever. That's a fun Media point to say, yeah. I wrote this in 10 minutes. I wrote this in right. five minutes. I wrote this in my hot tub. I wrote, <laughs> which all very true. All true, true, true. But then to take that to fruition was like seven days long and, and you know, $5,000. And, oh, then we kind of screwed it up. And then I paid another person to take it farther. And then it was now, now we're $10,000 deep on a song, which nobody ever says. Sure. Right. All the things, but you have to like, and then at some point you go, it never was really perfect. It was never really what was in my head, but we had to stop at some point because we had to release it and I had no more money. Yep. And also that mental thing of like, you have to stop. It's never going to be, it's never going to be perfect. Yeah, or it's more resources. I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. You're, you're if you just want to dumping in more resources. Roll it back to the yeah. the thing of what we were talking about before. I'm a Capricorn. It's I'm always going to be perfectionist, mm-hmm. which means is that a feature of Capricorns? It is perfectionism, okay. and also which means to me it will never be done, and that's fine. Yeah, you as just long keep, as I know it. Keep tinkering. I know uh-huh. it will never be done yeah. in my eyes. It just has to go out at some point. Yep. Then we're good. But boom, Man. I mean, it That's just it. It, it is such a weird sickness. But creativity, um, originality, um, just all of the, you know, just making something. Uh, it's beautiful. Like the more the more you, it, it's almost like the, at least for me, the more you tinker, the more imperfect you make it. 
the yeah for me when i was a musician the the dopest song i've ever written is called nimra and i wrote it right after leaving hannibal the movie hannibal <laughs> right it. after and I, I wrote it instantly like i just jotted it down on a line sheet of paper and it probably took me 90 seconds and yes, i was like that's it right right and then i seconds. never touched it again and then it felt it still felt great to me like it felt right yes. but i could have taken that if i didn't feel right about it i could have moved words around or yeah. wait, am I you writing to the can. music or is the music being written to the words or, you know, and then like picked it apart and it's like picking your hair for fleas until you're, mi- you have no hair left. Until you're done. You know? <laughs> like, the, uh, uh, singer songwriter that I love very, very much, uh, said to me about, I don't know, 15 years ago, 13 years ago, uh, just said, uh, art will never be linear, nor will the creative process. So, what we have to do is find a start and a stop that can work in a linear world. And then our brains, our souls and our hearts oh can God. go keep working on that. Oh my and I think that that's, I think that's something that we all need to remind that's, ourselves, that's but also again, a reminder to everybody else out there that might not identify with a, with a creative vibe. That is the moral of the story. Is the, the, there is no end point. No, you don't start an art and end an art. You don't. It just happens, and if you can clip out a little chunk of it that works, great. But know that every clip that works, there's probably 15 or 20 that didn't or got lost in the mix or got molded in together or whatever. And that struggle to figure out which parts to clip and what to do is something that will always probably be in the back of every one of your creative friends' minds. And don't be afraid... To write double entendre songs about Santa. Fuck yeah. <laughs> is it stockings of the fireplace? Is it stockings, stockings or stockings? Is yeah. it somebody huffing on your window stocking it, with an L? Is it up all night or up all night? We don't know. <laughs> Just don't be afraid. Or is it a personal celebration? Exactly. <laughs> Kat, thank you so much for taking time thank to be you with so us. Much. You are fucking amazing. Oh and my I'm God. so glad this Let's worked do this out. Every we had a blast. <laughs> Every, well, you're not on the road, so once a year. I know, exactly. <laughs> um, so if people want to look you up, yeah. hear your music, find you, where should they go? What should they look at? And let's yes. run the dates again for the shows, too. Okay, got it. So everything is at Cat Perkins Music. I always say cat with a K, Perkins like the restaurant. But that's only in the Midwest, just so we know. Perkins doesn't, oh, right. So, um, Cat Perkins Music. And then um, I'm going to be at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters in the Fireside Theater on December 16th, 17th, 18th. Two on the 18th. Yes. But we're going to have so much fun. We're going to end the tour. It's that time of year, man. Let's go. It's going to be our last tour dates. We only have like a couple after that. And I'm super energized now about holiday shows and stuff Fuck after yeah. I know. this conversation. Yeah. I mean, keep it in your radar. I'm going to talk to Marnie about it. Everyone. I would love to come. And also, my music is on Spotify, YouTube, everything. There's like so many videos and, and everything you can catch up on. So, Cat Perkins, you got it. If you know my name, yeah. you can search it. it. It comes up immediately. That's it. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Again, thank you so much for being on the thank show. This you. has been so much fun. This was amazing. Uh, I had a blast. Charles, uh, where should people look to find you for things? I don't usually like to call out my stuff, but uh, you can look up my New York exploits that I recently had. Uh, Holler! It came from the sea on Instagram. How many Michelin? stars did you end up with? 13. Again. That's my shit. What a dick. <laughs> you did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, again, 
I ask, like, as we've been talking about, the creative process requires so much more effort and stress than most people understand. I'm begging you for the holiday season, if you want to send some love to us at the show, please uh, subscribe and then give us a review. Give us, mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, some five stars or whatever. It just helps us through the algorithms find more people and it helps us increase our audience. Sure. And uh, all we want to do is is keep bringing these amazing humans like Ms. Cat Perkins. And buy local gifts and support local artists. Fuck yeah. Yes, all that please. stuff. Use Amazon. I'm not telling you don't use Amazon, but do some support some local shit too. Yeah. And if you Wherever have Wherever you are. If you have an artist that you really, really enjoy, especially somebody that's local, look them up on Bandcamp where the money pretty much goes directly to yeah, them true. or the biggest chunk that. of money goes to them. Uh, but yeah, support someone local this holiday season. Shout them out on social too. Yeah, brag about your friends. Yeah, just your yeah. friends in general too. Yeah. <laughs> You're not competing with your friends. You're not competing oh, with your friends. Correct, correct. All right, you guys, we love you. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next episode. Bye.